0: This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, I'm Paul.
1: Hi, I'm Misa. Hi, I'm Trish.
0: And we're all taking the black pill today.
2: (laughs) Uh, Because we just read...
0: The Midwich Cuckoos by John Wyndham. Um, it, the first thing I've never rev- never read this one before. I've read uh, Triffids and some some other Wyndham, I think too. Um, it's chrysalids. Probably. Chrysalids, yeah, yes, yes, chrysalids, and- which is I a pretty damn good part. book. Right. Margaret Atwood says this is his best book uh, or most yeah. re- representative book. And Chef
3: Duv, she said.
0: She's on. She's on the stamps now. So just like the queen, so we have to agree with whatever she says. <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I guess when we become a republic, she'll be the first president of Canada. That's <laughs> my guess. Oh, mm. <sighs> anyways, um, I hate to agree with her, but she she's our queen now, right? So whatever. Um, it it's dark. You just
3: you just birthed the new monarch. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean. She's already been anointed, uh, you're, you're, right? You're, you're stealing from Barbados. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's, uh, it's been a while since, you know, we'll have to wait a few months or whatever. But um, I, I wanted to say that even though I hadn't read this before, I felt like I had because it's very John Wyndham. And it's very John Wyndham.
4: Mm-hmm. It's a phrase. It, it, it's a
0: story that's been reflected and refracted a lot. And yes. I hope we get to yeah, talk about something. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> um, the phrase that came to mind um, – pretty early on was cozy catastrophe. Have you guys heard this
2: phrase? (laughs) I have (laughs)
3: heard that that phrase. I've heard him refer to a a cozy catastrophe writer. Yeah. Right. Uh,
0: It's Brian Aldiss's term for, uh, for the writings of, of this guy, uh, Wyndham. Um, and it is kind of, but, uh, I, I saw Misa. you said you'd already watched the, uh, the John Carpenter version of the movie. In
3: in preparation
0: for this, yeah. Right. Oh, you you watched In the Mouth of Madness or or you talking about in, the Village, Village the, oh, in the, the Village of the Damned? Village of the Damned. John Carpenter's the Village of the Damned.
4: Right. Yeah. But John Carpenter's in the Mouth of Madness. The the kids scenes in in the uh, in that town are very reminiscent of the cuckoos. Hmm. Uh, I did. I didn't notice that. They they, 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 they act as a group. They act act very
0: weird, very alien. It seemed to be filmed in the same location as The Fog, which is a very John – he sort of put his signature on it, which is interesting because it's really a John Wyndham story, right? It's John Carpenter's Village of the Damned.
4: Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah. So so it's it, I mean, I didn't get to rewatch it for this podcast, but I just I remember watching it years ago. It's definitely he definitely changes it from the cozy catastrophe of this book to a more carpenter S- it's story. More
0: sinister, yeah. Um
4: Yeah. But, I was
1: surprised and pleased by huh? how mu- how closely the nineteen sixty movie and the BBC audio version mm, stuck, audio drama, to, yeah. stuck to Wyndham's actual plot.
0: Um, I know, Paul. You didn't get a chance to do the audio drama, did you, Misa?
1: I did all the homework. Wow, <laughs> well,
0: all of it. Wow, that's interesting because I want to talk about the the sequel movie, which is interesting. I think uh, to figure out like what's going on there, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd rather talk about the actual book.
0: First. Let, uh, well, yeah, uh, we'll get there. We'll get there for sure. Um, <laughs> So, yeah. one of the things that's going on in the book is, you know, we know this story, I think, pretty well, just because it's in, in the public imagination. And I mm-hmm. sort of knew that there was this, uh, you know, this plot. And I, I kind of, in my mind, I conflated it with, um, the Stepford wives, which is not exactly oh, yeah. different, but it's quite different, right? Yeah. But I also, um, I, I when I said the black pill, I was like, this book is actually very, very dark. It's like very, very dark. Even though it's co- very cozy and the English are all very nicely mannered, if you think of all of Wyndham's work, it's all really fucking dark. It just doesn't seem that way, <laughs> right?
3: Bad, bad things. Are well, happening. some of the other ones have a more optimistic yeah. ending.
0: Tell me, tell me which one you're thinking of.
3: I I think that um the Chrysalids is more optim and more optimistically than this
0: uh they escape to New they Zealand they escape to or New something? Zealand yeah i guess uh, it, it's pretty dark landscape like, you, like
3: right? they're going to a place where they're accepted
0: yeah right? yeah i guess <laughs> the the main character doesn't blow himself up i guess um
3: yeah i think this ends much more darkly than it ends than like then then it then it ends on the page I yes. think that if you think it through, oh. it goes way dark. Way, I, way, way, and way it's dark. been
0: telling you that it's going to be dark for like yeah, most of the book, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but I, it's worse than it actually ends. I think because yeah, because um, like they they brought all of these alien these pods and and like they they died in every in every place that they came. But every
1: recorded place, there every may recorded be some places place that in they South came, America yeah, right,
3: I mean, yeah. Survived. But the, but 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 the implication is, well, we're just testing anyway. We're just seeing how it works in this government and that government. We'll be back, like hmm. right.
4: There's absolutely the implication and, that yeah, they and, return. and enforce yes, yeah, like yeah, okay, and and 7, like 4, yeah, you have no,
3: and they even the kids said that you're gonna kill us. He didn't care because they're going to come back. Mm. That that was how I took the That's ending. interesting.
0: Like, That's not what I thought at all, but um I want to I want to pick up on on the hints that that people pick up on and get wrong, I think. So one of the things in this Paul, if you haven't seen uh, the black and white films, they they do it not. in the first one. They also do it in the Carpenter one. Um they they make a sort of a big deal about the hands being cold on the initial night, right? So what happens Mm is uh, this little town of Midwich gets zapped somehow and everybody gets knocked out and when they wake up the next day, their hands are cold and they're stiff and everybody's cold. And then they, they did this in like the John Carpenter movie like a lot, like people are still fiddling with their hands a lot and they did it in the The uh, 1960 one, although I think they did it much more reasonably there. And I think that they, they, they think that that's a symptom of something. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. in, especially in the John Carpenter, which is based on not just the book, it's also based on the original script.
3: Yeah. It's based on the screenplay.
0: It's both based on both. Right. Yeah. Um, they lean heavily on this idea and I think we're supposed to think that that means something. When I'm pretty sure what John Wyndham's saying is if you lie on, on the ground outside overnight in September in, in the middle of England, you're going to get cold.
1: That's what yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> right?
0: The fire went out. It was cold. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, it, and it everybody cold, had this problem. Some people
1: froze to death. Yeah. Right.
0: Exactly. Uh, whereas with John Carpenter, like, instead of the house burning down, what you have is some guy on the grill. <laughs> right? That was mm. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like... Uh, I th- I think that was probably I think that's the worst John Carpenter movie ever I've seen yeah. Ghost of Mars.
4: Uh, oh wow! Okay, I was going to say, worse than Ghost of Mars. That's a-
0: but, uh, Ghost of Mars is not a good movie, but he's having <laughs> fun. Bad Mars is not a good movie either. No, but it's funny and it's fun.
4: But yeah, yeah, it is funny. It, it's funny. It's got James Woods, but it's the, a bad uh, movie.
0: I agree, but it's a good bad movie. Whereas this, I think it, it feels kind of derivative, and Christy Alley's fucking terrible actress. Sorry. Well, um,
3: she was a terrible – she had a terrible character too. Like what she, the hell was going on with that She's character? supposed
0: to be super competent when when in fact, you know, her whole personality from Cheers was like nervous. And, and I'm like, she just looks nervous and she's saying the words. But, you know, Christopher Reeve is handsome on screen. But, you know, he's mostly just tall in this movie.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, – the whole town was terrible, I think, in that adaptation, but just picking up the wrong thing. So one of the things they do in that adaptation is they have David be different from the other children, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: When that is absolutely not in the book.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. The well, a strong part of I- the book is that the children are sort of a hive mind.
0: Yes, yeah. but I, I want to point out that they're not hive mind across genders.
2: Yeah.
4: Oh yeah. Like, Isn't that all yeah, right? Yeah. There's two hive minds of the boys uh, and the girls.
0: That's right.
3: Which, I, I was, I was thinking maybe they did that with David. Like the only reason I could think of was because there was that one kid that was in the infirmary, who wouldn't have been blown up, so they needed an excuse to get a kid away in that movie.
0: Which what which movie are you talking about?
3: John Carpenter's movie.
0: Okay, so the the kid dies in the operating theater. Or whatever the birth. No, the no, chamber? the one
3: that God went away with his mother.
0: Uh, at the end, you mean?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: David, right? David is that, is yeah, that David? Uh, the David character of David. I don't know what his mom's name was, but uh, Virginia Madsen, I think, was the mom. Doesn't matter. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So she gets away, and I think that offers us the idea that maybe, maybe goodness can survive, but maybe he'll turn out bad anyways, right? Um, And I think that that's interesting, but that's not, that's not what the book's saying. And at the end, when we have that as an idea of like, basically, you need to feel suffering and loss in order to be a good person, <laughs> which I think is a, a really funny, interesting idea. And maybe it's true. But um, uh, if we had I like... I think a, you
1: need the capacity for empathy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but the other ones, like, didn't have that, like, he, that little boy kept going, dwelling in the graveyard, right? Like, thinking about, the one who's made for me, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) And the problem with that is, they're cuckoos, they don't, they don't gestate inside of themselves. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't really make any sense. Unless, you know, I guess they could, like, spawn, and then the, they get together with their probes and, do somebody else <laughs> probes, but I I think it's, that's so interesting. Go for it, go for it.
3: No, no, there was no indication that there was any kind of reproduction like that.
0: Though. Yeah, so so everything I mean, about
1: the book is pretty clear that human shaped is not what not necessarily what the aliens who who implanted themselves were. Um, it's uh, it's a mere Manifestation, but the actual aliens could be very, very different from these child-shaped things that we see.
4: Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just shaped things, and it's going to bring into a couple of th- things I want to talk about that are similar to this. But we'll, we probably should actually discuss the book before we go off on
0: <laughs> on hearing. No, 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 no. Th- Tr- this Tr- is the right way to do it. So,
4: oh, 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 okay, okay. So, so, so I was actually talking with Trisha a lot about this book. How so, dare you?
3: <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. That's You're breaking like the rules.
4: Uh, I bent. I bent the rules. I had. I had. I had an empty ear for. Her. So okay. So, <laughs> so so there's an author by the name of Sharnon McGuire, and she writes a lot of urban fantasy. And one of her urban fantasy series is about cryptos, cryptozoologists, and real cryptids that live in cities in around the world. And one of those cryptids is basically a human-sized, intelligent wasp that looks like a human to be an ambush predator for oh. humans.
0: See, that's uh, now, Mimic what, by Donald Dave that, Walheim, right?
4: Well, yeah, yeah. She, she, she's stealing from Mimic and from the movie Mimic. But they, the, 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 fun, the fun part is, I mean, she has one of these as a as a basically a tamed Mimic, basically, so she doesn't go ambush predator. She's actually been adopted in the family. And the name of the character is Sarah Zelby. So, Ooh. so so when I first read that way back, I'm like, oh, you're doing a bit with cuckoos. I mm. see. <laughs> and also, okay. So another thing I want to mention is, um, and she wrote a she she wrote a little bit for them, um, the X Men universe.
0: Yes, very in, much X Men, right?
4: In in the X Men universe, there's the Stepford cuckoos, which are clones of Emma Frost, and there are five of them, which are a hive mind, and they start. Now going back to the thing we were talking before, they start diverging actually having individual personalities, especially after two of them die. So it says they start but they can work in concert, but they actually have different personalities and feelings and ideas.
0: Well, oh, I didn't so I whole, did not expect you to go there. I was just saying X Men. X Men no, no, in that, general. The mutants. The
4: X-Men in general, but in specific, they've done they've done the cuckoos as uh as a as a specific thing hmm. in the uh, and and there's only three of them left at, at I believe at, at this point in the series in the in the in the, in the canon out of, yeah, you're out talking of the, the comics
0: part. right Not in the, the comics the movies, yes
4: yeah. I I mean they they were on one of those shows that they like lasted like one season on mm-hmm. Fox they showed mm-hmm. up but you know but, they, but generally they've only been in the comics I would love to see them in the
0: movies it's, if uh, they ever, yeah, it's of the, the movies, period but. so X Men is derivative I think of of the Period of mm-hmm. mutants and sort of worrying about M- M-
4: mutants. I mean, I mean, like uh, what's the word The, the X Men: First Class movie really hones in on that mm-hmm. and about people being born who are different and how they're oh, going to deal with this. From
0: the X, it's from the right X Men, but more the, importantly, it's from New Mutants, the comics, right? Right. So Chris Claremont, etc. I, et I, um, I, I mean, and I want to point out Sports we've here. actually done a show on the origin of that which is surprisingly possibly the origin of this novel as well. Although I would be more likely to think that it's just what was in the air. Um, and that's uh, the golden man by, Philip, uh, K. by Dick. Philip
4: K. Dick. I think it was still in the air. I don't think they were stealing from Dick. I think everyone was like, grabbing for this idea at, in the fifties at the same time and came mm-hmm. up with different It
0: seems likely. However, um, the golden man character, uh, is literally, he has the sparkly skin, but more importantly, he has the weird, weird hair. And, and he is, he is not a xenogenesis. Is I guess what they're, we're supposed to be left with the idea of, um, you know, setting aside parthenogenesis, which I think they do very badly in both the books and the movies and also setting aside mute mutation, which I think, uh, they sp- explore pretty well in one of the late chapters. Dr. whatever his name is, is it Zellaby? Zellaby, yeah. He gives a sort of a, uh, in fact, <laughs> it's one of the things that makes him so different, Wyndham, so different, is that it's it's not really marketed as science fiction. It's, you know, David Triffitt's is so mainstream that it it is science fiction. We recognize that. But I don't think most people recognize that. Or it, it didn't at the time. Um, so you go see The Village of the Damned, it's just a scary movie, right? It's not a science fiction movie, whereas the book is very hard SF, but don't feel that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Zeleby, well, go for it.
1: Sorry, um, I just... Um, <clears throat> uh, Day of the Triffids is a lot about how to set up societies yes. as they go from enclave to enclave. In this, you have a lot of Talk. It's a very talky book mm-hmm. about um, how to believe things and what to act on when you don't have all the information. Um, I was really interested by, you know, the doctor who st- stubbornly maintained that it was just mass hysteria that was mm. making all the women return to the village and mm. uh, the, the, the guy who clipped a kid, killed himself by driving into a wall, and and all that was just mass hysteria. Um, And that, of course, reminded me of the current real problem in society of doctors not believing women, not believing people of color, um, uh, not believing COVID patients about long COVID and that Uh kind of thing, and how determined people can be to just not believe something that they don't have the capacity to deal with.
0: Uh, well that's that's directly addressed in the book right there's um it's uh, swallowing it in little bits uh bits and pieces is easier than than uh swallowing the I guess black pill of the bitter conclusion right um, <laughs> um what's this uh Wyndham makes makes it all very you know I mean we're the ones eating that barley sugar right because <laughs> the the prose is very clean and very. Uh, nice, and everybody has a cup of tea. But um I I always like to assign that extra homework because it makes me think of the original in the light of what it is doing versus what other people's ideas of what's going on. So one of the right. weird things that happens in the John Carpenter version of Village of the Damned is, well, it's set in the 90s, right? So Christie Alley has to give a speech about how abortion is available on demand. And... Mm-hmm. Oh, but-
4: but, yeah. but, but, but Jesse, Jesse, I mean, early on in the book, there's, there's a lot of consideration about abortion and the, the women trying to
0: get abortion and they're giving you know, themselves home abortions. A lot of they, them are trying to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So right,
4: right. so Taking
1: I, very hot baths. Out the baths. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hanging themselves.
4: Pulling down the stairs. I mean, so I, 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 think, I think that the carpenter version and, was tapping into something as actually in the book and, but just because it's written in and, filmed in the 90s it's a different perspective but it's still my the po- same my point
0: search. my point exactly is that in the 50s it was against the law <laughs> and it was not something we would talk about whereas in the 90s everybody knows it's happening we got Roe v Wade we got a whole bunch of this we got a whole bunch of that and you know she she even says you know uh here's three thousand dollars a month or I didn't know if it was during the pregnancy or the whole lifetime. I would have been like that guy in the audience. (laughs) The guy in the audience is happy. His wife and his (laughs) daughter are both pregnant. Is that $6,000 a month? (laughs) Like, wow. Um, But, yeah, they're going to – you can get your own abortion. You can abort with us (laughs) or whatever. Dude, it's it's in there. And I – had a suspicion that the death of the baby, uh, in that ver- you know, the one baby dies during that hospital scene, um, mm-hmm. that w- that was not a, that was an on purpose death that Kirstie Alley had had caused it. Now I don't think that's supported by the rest of the film, except for the fact that they put it, they pickle it, right.
3: Except for the fact that she took it and, like, had a place for it all. Yeah, yeah. I She's ready for that baby.
0: (laughs) She definitely was excited about the prospect of the – and, you know, it looks like an alien or whatever. I think that's all handled very badly. But my point is, is, like, that's what's so amazing about the – the original story has that in there, Paul. But it's handled so deftly that it's all euphemisms and it's all have a nice cup of tea when – in fact, it's a whole bunch of women worrying about, you know, their husband coming home from sea for 18 months and finding out that, you know, they've been cuckolded. And what's so what, what amazing about this book is that it makes women cuckolded as well as men, which mm-hmm. is not the normal thing, right? Normally, if if Misa cheats on her husband, um, it doesn't matter to her because it's still half her. It would be half her no matter what. Right, but now <laughs> it's not a <laughs> few either.
4: Well, but they're, 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 I mean, maybe maybe they were diluting it. But I seem to recall uh, after the birth assistants, they have the Zellaby nose, and I think maybe they
0: are just diluting themselves into thinking that they. Yeah, look oh,
1: right. sure. Yeah, we yeah. never but see them in the book, right? Yeah,
0: we never see them in the book. But uh, you're right, Paul. That people experiment with this idea. Do you remember the? I think it was the third Alien movie. Really bad. Um. Yes, a third alien movie. They have the alien like implant itself in a dog, and then we get a dog version of an alien instead of a uh, hu- you know human version of an alien. You yeah, don't, you don't remember that. It doesn't matter.
4: I, the important I, I part is forget most about the. It's a bad movie. Really. It it, it, a bad it, movie. it
0: should work, but it doesn't work. In any case, what's so interesting about this book is it asks a lot more questions. And answers a lot more questions, but on the whole, none of the none of it's explained. So,
3: mm-hmm. that was interesting.
0: What what was it? An alien spaceship that landed in the middle of the town? Because there seemed to be a, something there, right? Yeah. There, mm-hmm. there
3: was an abundance of UFOs. There was a crater
4: that was left. Yep. Yeah. They, they, they tried to define the the size of the field, so there was something. So there.
0: there, it was. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't as they yeah. expected. Maybe it's a. Uh, they're just doing repairs and didn't want anybody interfering. No, this was a, a, a deliberate landing, and we find out later in the book that it's happened all over the world as well in remote villages. But I was whatever. interested.
1: Those the other the other places in the world were on different dates. So were they? that does our argue- yeah yes. It- so same around, ship,
0: yeah. d- different. Same,
3: same few
1: weeks.
0: Yeah, same mm-hmm. ship, right. different. So it's Not one ship on yet. a
1: mission, it yep. seems like to yeah. me.
0: It, it's like uh, in the laboratory when you've got a whole bunch of um, trays that you're filling with different materials. And then you're going to do a whole bunch of testing you. you have to. Mm-hmm. There's time take between the needles uh, being yeah. dropped everywhere. So um, that's cool. Uh, I like that it's never explained. Mm-hmm. But there's some stuff that the kids say, and I, like I don't think the kids ever lie, right? I, I I just I think they don't lie at all. I I just think yeah. that there's no evidence that they, they lie, do. right?
4: I mean, they overreact to things badly. Oh yeah, but that's a very different quality. Yeah, but it is. But they don't actually. But they they do they. And and when confronted by yeah, but that's natural by, for them.
0: Kind of confused right so and one, sometimes
1: they refuse to answer questions right but uh
0: yeah but do they refuse to answer questions because because giving the information would hurt them or do they refuse to answer questions because it's a poorly formed question
4: mm. no but the, like what like, sometimes they say
0: we don't know right
4: <laughs> yeah well but, like when people are trying to leave they don't really explain why they're preventing people from leaving that's
0: true. That's so. True. So that. So. Yeah. But I want to. I want to point out that uh, what's so interesting is that this is actually the behavior of cuckoo birds, right? When you're when you're implanted in a nest and you wake up and you've got a bunch of sibling eggs there that you don't know that are your siblings because you're just genes, right? Nobody was there to give you the instructions. You were just implanted there. Your instinct is to kick those other eggs out of the nest. That's your instinct. Now. If unsuccessful at that, um, you have a bunch of siblings growing up, but you're also bigger than they are. You mature faster and you're meaner. Mm-hmm. You're more aggressive. And that mm-hmm. means you get more food and the other ones do less well. Right. So we don't, if we, if we go with the sort of sympathetic mother point of view, which we're, you know, that's what they're preying on. Right. Cuckoos of cuckoo birds prey on the fact that the mothers and uh, sometimes fathers have to be very uh, doting on their their offspring. That's what they prey upon. Then it it turns us into, like, thinking about the morality of the situation. And then it goes right back to the end of the book, right? Which is, we're living in the jungle. (laughs) We think we're a nice, cozy place. If you want to keep alive in the jungle, you must live as the jungle does.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and that is a truth. You can sugarcoat it. <laughs> you can, uh, put laws and <laughs> morality and all sorts of stuff on it. But if you don't believe it, I mean, what, what's so cool is this book does what I think Wyndham's trying to do. He's trying to tell us something about ourselves. And it, it, the fact that it's uh, it's not really an allegory for um, aliens, you know, coming down. It's not it's not a literal story of aliens. That's what he doesn't focus on that at all. What in fact he's focusing on is our relationship to our children, our relationship to each other, and how we interact with the natural world around us. So I want to pose a couple scenarios for you. One, imagine the spaceship comes down to Midwich and every bu- every living creature gets zapped right and suddenly they're all asleep and wake up and everything goes about normal but then suddenly the cows start giving birth to strange looking cows <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: or the dogs start giving birth to strange looking dogs we would say well that's no problem we know how to deal with cows and dogs yeah mm-hmm. but that's not who yeah. it did it to right it did it to humans and whether we uh, dispute it or not, uh, we think of ourselves as top dog or top cow in this top situation, cow. right? Those domestic animals, we do that to them all the time. We say to the dogs, "You are not going to breed," or "You are going to breed," or "You shouldn't have bred. Now you're getting, uh, you know, neutered." And the you know calves, what do we do to them, right? We treat them the way the aliens are treating us, if there are any aliens.
3: He he makes that point pretty explicitly in the book, too, though.
0: Yes. Indeed. But it also said, he's like, what's so funny is this book is very old, right? So, um, (laughs) one of the things is all women of childbearing age are inseminated or implanted, I guess. Um, Yeah. Including a 17-year-old. Oh, shocking, right? Well, <laughs> if he wanted to be a little more shocking, he would have gone with the actual age that it's possible, which is as young as nine in some cases, Right. Thirteen is more traditional. I don't
1: think British nutrition was good.
4: Enough in the 50s. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that is a consider- no, it's a consideration. I mean, especially post-war Britain had had a lot of shortages of things. So uh, I'm yes, not so. sure a thirteen-year-old could
0: give birth to you that easily. Uh, well, don't worry; Britain. their offspring get, uh, will force them to get the right pickles or whatever they need. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that's another thing that was very badly handled in the uh, in the um, carpenter. Right. Is that all the women are offered, uh, abortions and it's fine. We, we have no problem with you. Girl power. All right. Whatever. Um, and then they all have dreams <laughs> that indicate, no, no, you're going to keep your baby. I'm like, what? Yeah. So uh, what's so interesting is imagine today and we we know that there's a show coming up, right? How are they going to handle it? Are they going to are they going to make seventeen uh, year old girls the only ones to get it, or are they going to do twelve year olds? I don't think they're going to do twelve. Are, do you? No,
4: no. no. I, I, Why? I, I, don't think I think they will.
0: Yeah. Why won't they,
4: they? Um, because because perfectly perfectly accurate biology would be would make it too toxic as a, as a show. <laughs> and
0: it's, that's my point. That's uh, he, he gives you traffic. the spoonful of sugar to help the medicine go down, right? And we still have, we think we're so, you know, more sophisticated than the 50s. But we uh, what, what you're saying is some people think we couldn't handle it. And I think you're right. I think if, they, if Sky broadcast that and certain people found out that that was on the show, that show would be edited so that that didn't happen because mm-hmm. we don't like thinking about it. And yet what happens in, in the original 50, 1960 movie guy shotguns himself after shooting a kid in the head. Who is the softy? The 1950s people or the 19 or uh, 2020 people, 2021 people where are the 2022 people? We're the soft headed ones. I think. And the other thing, get this, Paul, you're going to love this. Uh, what about all the women who are women, even though they weren't born women? Are they going to get inseminated or implanted too? They ain't going to touch um, this with an 18-foot pole. with uteruses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, yeah well, they so, ain't so, going to touch so, it with an 18-foot so pole.
4: man with a uterus <laughs>
0: the, probably
4: the, would. Probably would because they haven't. They have but the, they ain't
0: going to touch the, the it, are, are they? they?
4: What? That's my no, prediction. They, 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 they won't, won't do it. They won't touch it in this show. In this show. No. Why? No. Doubtful. Why won't they touch it's, it? It's doubtful. What? Because, um, because there's, there's. It's difference radioactive. Between scientific accuracy in being an asshole. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh, but see, that's what's so cool is that I think Wyndham is making a case for biology tra- trumping everything and the fact that he didn't put a 12 year old in there is basically just saying we need more sugar we need more su- oh, we make- need made to make this sweeter because otherwise it'll be rejected because it is poison right or medicine in a certain sense
1: I think one of the themes in in Wyndham's work is facing facts as they are. Um, He he shows people over and over making a mistake of trying to believe what they want instead of what's right there in front of them, Mm -hmm. and there are always bad consequences for doing that. Um, And uh, that's one of the things that really is interesting about his work is how he explores those ideas. He explicitly refers to the big lie, um, mm-hmm. you know, the Hitlerian tell a big enough lie and people will believe it because they'll think. But he also says uh, through Zeleby, um, you know, we ha- here we have the inverse, the big truth, a truth that is so big and so hard to face that no one will believe it. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I-, I think it's really interesting Yes, it's a talky book, but the the points that it's debating about how people choose to treat facts and pretend that non-facts are facts and to pretend that facts are fantasy or hysteria, um, it's just fascinating how mm-hmm. he plays with those concepts. It's and, and super skillfully done. Inter-
4: yes, it's su- super eternal because it's very much today here in 2021, people arguing basic facts of biology. Oop, COVID, oop, it. It's
0: a. It's like. It's like yeah. Sounds like you got a case of the COVID there, Paul. <laughs>
4: <laughs> no, I do not have a case of the COVID. <laughs>
0: uh, what? Uh, uh, there's another book that I I want to compare it to um, from 1956, which we've done a show on, called "The Death of Grass" by uh, Christopher Yude or Sam Yude was his original name. Uh, John Christopher's his a uh, pen name. Um, you guys remember this? Or I think Paul, you were nope. on that show.
4: Yeah, I was on
0: that show. So this is a really, uh, a similar setting. It's Britain, right? And what happens is, oh, over in China, something bad is happening. Oh, look at the papers. Oh, it'll blow over. It's not important. And that's, um, uh, there's a kind of rust that's affecting all, all grass and killing it. Including wheat and rye, yep, and yeah, and all the clovers that keep the, or maybe clovers the one that doesn't. But basically, the stuff that keeps the topsoil from disappearing. And yeah,
4: dust. Yeah, the, the, yeah. I mean, I think th- I was talking about the dust bowl here in the '30s because of over farming and bad drought, and it devastated the whole American Midwest. Mm-hmm. So this lose the grasses, and bad things happen.
0: So what's interesting is it, it it's a catastrophe of planetary proportions, right? Um, an apocalypse in a certain sense. And people start, you know, hoarding and turning on each other very and accelerate super quickly. Um, but it starts off with that veneer of, you know, uh, any problems in the community, there's a busybody who's always listening on the phone line or whatever, right? Everything becomes amped up. So that you have people who are allied with each other basically turning on each other because it's like starvation, right? It's, and even if it isn't starvation immediately, it's starvation for, uh, supplies and goods and fuel and all that stuff so that they can get to the quote unquote, you know, safe zone or whatever it is. Um, here it's actually the opposite. It's turning on a group that is outside of us right so even when um the russians nuke their small town right
4: well, yeah with an atomic cannon which right. is clever yeah mm-hmm.
0: they, they have a uh, uh, they had atomic cannons in the 50s right so it's it's um uh, reasonable well, had,
1: the germans had the huge rail gun or whatever yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, which was not atomic
0: but. yeah and they, they,
4: they were developed I mean, they they were developing, trying to develop nuclear weapons that you could launch from artillery. So mm-hmm. that's what that's basically. It's a the little U.S. Little
0: had, the U.S. literally had one of those, a field yeah. uh, atomic field cannon, which is why you get in Starship Troopers the guys carrying it one on his yeah, shoulder, or, you know,
4: or, or or the video or the video and, and board game ogre,
0: hmm. <laughs> right? Speaking of ogre, oh, uh, there's a woman named o- Ogle in here. Um, uh-huh. A lot of the names are actually very interesting. Um, But I think the most interesting one is actually the Grange. Um,
4: what is that? Oh, yeah. That, 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 that's such an interesting building. So, it's if at
0: the center. If much. you ever met somebody named Granger, which is a fairly common English name, right?
4: You mean like hermione Granger? There you go. <laughs>
0: uh, do you know what a Granger is?
4: It's associated
1: with farming.
0: It is. But more importantly... He's the guy who goes to the tenant farmers or the serfs and says, time to pay up, because the lord of the manor owns your land. You work his land. You have to to pay up. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, They got to pay in kind. Uh, uh, Well, they got to pay the paying in the first night and other stuff. But that's, that's another thing. But today, the modern version of that is the bailiff. Right, the guy who comes knocking on your door. It's time to pay your rent. It's time to it, kick you out. It's it's time to take your furniture away. It's time to. So, um, the Grange is actually the Lord Hall. Who moves into the Hall of Lords?
1: The government. No,
0: no <laughs> in the this kids. story, okay. the kids yes, the move into it, right?
1: The but kids they set it. up the
4: kids, and the they, kids they deny cool. the
0: serfs the movement off of the land.
4: Oh, yes. They, yeah. keep, they keep people from being able to leave the town. Mm-hmm. It is. a It
0: is. Uh, that, could be an clever. accident. I it think of that. could yeah. be an accidental metaphor, but I don't think oh, so. No. Oh, I don't think so. That I don't think so. About. He's too clever. Um, one of the very first things that's super funny to me, because I knew what this book was going to be about, um, is uh, the narrator starts talking about his wife and he says uh, she's delayed or something. Oh, it, here, it's in the first page. Oh, my God, listen to this. This is the second paragraph. Because it was my birthday, however, and also to some extent because I had, the day before, received a signed contract with the American publisher. So this is actually John Wyndham talking, right? <laughs> John Wyndham's the main <laughs> character here. He's
4: he, he himself in his own book.
0: Yeah. We set off on the morning of the 26th for London and a mild celebration. Notice everything's soft. Very pleasant, too. Cozy. It doesn't, like, very pleasant. He doesn't say what it is. It's, it's very cozy. A few satisfactory calls. Lobster and Chablis at Wheeler's. Oh, we know Wheeler's. It's a great restaurant, right? Ustinov's latest extravaganza. So that's got to be a play or a movie, I guess. A uh, little yeah. supper. And so back to the hotel where Janet enjoyed the bathroom. Now, this is this is the most hilarious thing in the whole book. With that fascination with other people's plumbing... Always arouses, arouses in her. This is literally what the aliens do, right? They zap the whole community and then, like, go around, I don't know, with a hose, <laughs> an injector or something, and stick stick things in their wombs, right? Why did Why did they have to zap everybody? Why did they zap the why cows? Why did they have
3: to zap the insects? And the cows,
0: indeed, the birds, right? Birds. It's, it's because yeah. to, to be able to move around unmolested, yeah. But you don't uh, see, but they, no one
4: assumed
1: that was just some kind of zapping field that indeed put the whole area it just puts yeah. down
0: whatever animal planet, whatever planet they go to, whatever it puts, living thing puts them there. all down and says, Which which one of these looks like it's in charge?
3: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was...
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well, this one yeah. has this one has a, uh, a leash. And that mm-hmm. one has a collar on it, so that one can't be in charge, right? This one can't, doesn't have any thumbs, can't get through that fence over there, right?
3: Yeah, that was interesting. I, that was a really interesting thing.
0: It is. You- it, and it, 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 there's speculation, right? Like, oh, this is God, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. And well, yeah. right, right, can right, we disprove it? Punishment. yeah. No, 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 it's just a lab no. test.
4: No, 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 no. no, a la- no yeah, no. a lab test. No, but one of the characters says this is divine punishment. And well, yeah, they, they're, they're like, oh, Baron, this is the usual punishment, not yeah. the fecundity. But well, right. one of them is convinced that it's a punishment b- because she was unfaithful.
3: Yeah, but then later they talk about God, the greater God, not just the God of Earth, the God of the universe.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's all really a metaphor for our own Earth, right? There is no aliens. That One of the smart things he does, and it's talked about in here with H.G. Wells, right, is he's basically saying, I'm doing an H.G. Wells story. And H.G. Wells talking about Mars isn't really talking about Mars. He's talking about colonialism coming back to bite you in the ass, right? This is talking about what we do to the Earth and what happens when you repress and what happens when you make people do things they don't want to do. They bite you back, and that's nature the law. That... Way. Well, <laughs> nature
2: finds nature finds a, way. a,
0: nature a w- finds a way. Is it, that line right? Is referring to that that line from uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. But <laughs> actually, it's the other way around, right? It wasn't nature found a way. It's that stupid humans who come out of nature found a way to fuck themselves. Right? <laughs> what did they um... do? They brought the the man-eating, killing. Uh, dinosaurs back to life for kicks,
4: or, or or a version of them anyway, because they used they didn't have the exact DNA because they used frog DNA. So so they're not even real dinosaurs. They're dinosaur adjacent, dinosaur like creatures. Wow, which 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 neither in the movie nor the book really. Hones in on, but it's true they're not actually dinosaurs. They're dealing with because you're, they don't have all the genetic. You're misunderstanding.
0: You're misunderstanding the point. It's not that it, that that part's not hard SF. The point is, is we can no, fuck, no, we but, can no, fuck but ourselves. Just, but the
4: point is, well, you no, know, I'm agreeing with you. The point is, yeah, we we created these dinosaur-like creatures, and and of there is some, things are going to go wrong.
0: There is some uh, nice. I, I I swear it's like the second maybe. Uh, oh. Zeleby gives a big long, basically info dump uh mm-hmm. philosophy dump um explaining what's going on um and one of the things he talks about is is mother nature being misnamed or how we think of mother nature as being a kind and beautiful thing but uh what is this book essentially about it's about infanticide if this uh-huh. if this book were um focused not on the first year and the eighth year of the kids, but rather, you know, the fact that it happened. And then 20 years later, everybody's an adult. The story changes immensely, right? Hmm. It isn't the same story at all. Now we're dealing with adults and we can treat them in a different way. It, it's more like X-Men, right? It's much more like uh, the Golden Man. And what we have yeah. here is, in fact dealing with you know what happens when you have a kid who's a monster what do you do yeah.
4: oh, so so i oh, oh. so i have to so i have to tie in a book i'm reading right now then sorry it's all right so okay so this is i think i've mentioned charles Strauss before on this podcast and his laundry files novels where basically the cthulhu mythos stuff exist and you can access them through mathematics yeah mm-hmm. so incantations yes incantations so things have progressed in this universe and so as of the second to last book uh lahota basically runs britain and so britain has been kind of become more magic oriented and one of the main characters in the book i'm reading now is basically is a nanny for four children she finds out to her horror these four children all have s- superpowers I mean, she has skills of her own, but she's like, they're all four monsters. and she She's desperately trying to keep things from going completely off the rails because she has a whole plot against their parents that she's doing at the behest of her boss. But she was not told the kids had superpowers. And, <laughs> it's really in over her head. It's wonderful. And of course, the name of their character is Mary, as in Mary Poppins. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, for references to children's literature also, did y'all notice one of the chapter titles for um, *Midwich Cuckoos was Now We Are Nine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What so, is that a reference to? Um, now
2: no,
0: no, We Are Three? I
1: suspect it is a reference to uh, Christopher Robbins Now We Are Six. Oh, right. I didn't yeah. catch that. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, and also now we are nine, emphasizing the group collective.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, the two hive minds. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice catch, catch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh,
0: in fact, I do like books to have chapter titles. I, 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 really actually appreciate a lot. Um, they're good in here. Uh, the ones, uh, there's two parts. The novel has two parts, right? And they're not equally divided. No entry to midwitch. That's number one. All quiet in Midwitch, obviously. All quiet on the Western Front. Front, right, yep. Midwitch rests. That's interesting. Operation mm-hmm. Midwitch. Midwitch revisited. Um, Midwitch settles down. Coming events. Heads together. Keep it dark. Midwitch comes to terms. Well played, <laughs> Midwitch. Har- harvest <laughs> home. I believe that's a reference to an illusion as well. Midwitch central, central cline. Uh, matters Arising, Matters to Arise, and then Part 2. Now we are nine. Midwitch Protests, Im- Interview with a Child, which I think that was a really good chapter, too. Uh, impasse. I'm pretty sure that's the one with uh, most of the philosophy info dump stuff that's really good. Ultimatum, mm-hmm. which we I think we all distinctly remember, and Zelaby of Macedon. So yeah. that's an illusion as well. Philip of Macedon, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What's he dies at the hot gates? I believe. Is that correct? No,
4: no, no. They, no he, he was assassinated.
0: Who is who is the one who dies at the hot gates?
4: That's um, all of the Spartans. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, but yeah, one that's of the kings. Spar- yeah, uh,
0: doesn't matter. Oh,
4: yeah, it's it's the Spartan king Leonidas.
0: That yeah. sounds right. Philip of Macedon dies how? He
4: gets assassinated. assassinated. By whom? In his palace in Pella. Um. Well, that's a that's a that's a question that scholars of Alexander the Great have debated for mm-hmm. a couple thousand years. Actually, who actually did the deed mm-hmm. and why? Well, it I,
1: it was it was not Alexander who did the no, deed. No,
4: no, no, no. But yeah, but basically, it was a, it was a courtier supposedly Philip seduced his wife. That's one. Of, that's the official story. But the actual real story is who, who propelled that for him to do that has been debated was it Olympias was it I don't think it was Alexander who I, will rid me of my awful husband <laughs> yeah I, 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 I'm on the Olympia school that she she pushed this she pushed this guy into confronting her husband so that because Alexander was about to get pushed out of the line of succession which would made Olympias her mother his mother okay. powerless yeah so I think that she precipitated
0: the conflict but we don't know for sure it's 2,300 years old And there's no one alive that's Mm -hmm. outcast. Let's uh, now apply that to what happens in this chapter. So what does he do? He assassinates in a certain sense, but he kills himself. Yeah. Suicide bombing, basically. It's a suicide bombing. And the
1: guy who assassinated Philip surely knew he wasn't going to get
4: away with it either. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
0: But it was, uh, it was the right and proper thing to do. Right.
4: Um, Mm-hmm. By what standards?
0: By my standards. Standard. <laughs> your standard. Well,
4: and I, 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 but well, yeah, well, the standards well, of Homo sapiens, probably. I'm, I'm kind of now thinking of the movie Solaris, where they basically want to kill the, kill the, kill the things that come back because I, as, as Viola Daly's character says, I want humans to win. So yeah. Well,
3: well the 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 kid says the one one of the little girls says it's a primitive matter if we exist we shall dominate you that mm-hmm. is clear and inevitable will you agree to be superseded and start on the way to extinction without a struggle i don't think so yep, yep. she says that
4: mhm yep she yep because they they fed them they fed them knowledge they share all around their hive mind they they know the score
0: mhm do you guys remember uh, maybe my say you haven't read it yeah. um Joe Haldeman's uh, uh, *Forever War* has yep, yes, uh, yeah.
3: I was on the podcast were you on right. that
0: one. Okay, so <laughs> there's a reference to when he goes. Well, I mean, maybe that's a Midwich Cuckoo thing, right? He goes to the future, comes back to Earth, and everybody's two genders, <laughs> two people, one collective Adam and one collective Eve, or whatever, right? And uh, they're all airy fairy or different than us um it's because they're children that it's a problem right mm-hmm. it's because they're children that we like uh, all those scenes where like the guy accidentally runs over a kid that, oh. that happens in real life and sometimes parents get really upset right <laughs> rightly so the kid just got hit by a car on the other hand what's the appropriate action is it to kill the guy Because some parents would want to do that, right? Especially if he was kind of an asshole, right? Or he laughed or he laughed it off or whatever, right? Uh, Is that the appropriate thing to do? Well, we say, you know, can't take the law into your own hands. And there's much, much made of this, including we've got a very stiff um, police officer having this conversation, right? And what happens to him? (laughs) Um, So... I think Wyndham is is playing a very interesting game, because it he turns what is essentially an alien invasion story not into that. He turns it into a into a an examination of the humans. Mm-hmm. So we never get we never learn about what the human uh, the aliens are doing, but we do learn what the humans are doing, what their reaction is. Right, the qu- quote unquote primitives. If if that's the exact word for it, I'm quoting falsely here. Um, in uh, they call them Eskimos in one of the adaptations, um, and uh, some wasn't there an African one? So I don't know. Oh, Mongolia or something like that. Mongolia, right? yeah, it was Mongolia, Inuit, Russia, and England. I don't think they say Inuit though, even though it's supposed to be in Canada and it would be Inuit. I think they say yeah. Eskimo.
4: They say they do say the word that yeah that's
0: been superseded.
3: They changed it in, a, in it, an.
0: It, it, honestly, it's so not easy to know because they don't. They even don't even say it's in Canada. They say it's north of Canada, which is pretty funny. It, 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 we don't really know where it is, but we do get the name of the Russian town, right? I don't know if it's a real name or whatever, but their way of dealing with it is. We're distanced from it, but we know what their action was. And in the primitive Mongolian uh, part of the uh, Iron Curtain, what do they do? They, they kill uh, the mothers and the children mm-hmm. beca- because they think they've been sleeping with demons. And then, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, maybe maybe that's maybe we don't know. Maybe there's a second crop to come, right? I get it; makes sense in yeah. a certain sense. But what about in Australia? Oh, they all mysteriously died. Mm-hmm. Well, was it some uh, dingo virus?
1: <laughs> well, that was the first one, so maybe they just hadn't gotten the implantation. Maybe yeah, then perfected
4: right. the yeah. process. That's the, way it's, that's the way it's said in the book, they hypactitized in the book, that, yeah, it just happened to fail.
0: But it might be the case, just like, uh, you know, H.G. Wells' War of the Worlds, that there is some sort of, you know, that's why they didn't put all their eggs in one basket. They didn't do one, you know, Massive D-Day invasion. They're they're like very uh, indiscriminate. They lay their eggs wherever there's a willing basket, right? Right. And oh, go for it.
3: Oh well, I was going to say the the word like you were talking about words. Mm -hmm. Did you did you look up midwitch? What what where that got? What that is? No,
0: but there's Norwich.
3: Well, mid 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 mid. But which. Mm-hmm. Is an obsolete noun that can mean either a bundle of thread, which I imagine is like a nest, or a villager settlement.
4: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So middle English toponymy, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like you get so Norwich settlement? right? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's so, supposed to be in the middle of England, I think.
3: Yeah. Right? So, but but like so like yeah. So here, it's Midwich is in the middle of England, but I think that like it kind of can be any all and all of them were Midwich, right? That was like yes. in the middle of a settlement in Canada and the middle of a settlement in. Yeah. Russian, Russia, and hmm. all over.
0: Yeah, it was, but it wasn't in big cities, right? It was
3: no, no it,
0: it village, it, little nests,
3: little nests, na- little your, nests. Yeah, where you can hide.
1: Your... <laughs> to keep track of them, yeah, yeah. and yeah. hide them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, but are they keeping track? I don't think they are. I think that like, like uh, cuckoo, I and
1: forget.
3: No, yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it's 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 more like this is how we do it, right? Mm-hmm. And that being the case, if they're just going around the galaxy dropping their spores, right, um, they ain't going to come back and check because it is fire and forget it, or, you know, lay and forget.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And, uh, and, you know they, and they, yet they this don't – Yeah, go for it. Jesse?
4: Yeah, what? This reminds me of another book we did. What's that? Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
0: Definitely same yeah. period, same feelings, sure. right?
4: Same, same feeling. Maybe you lay the pods, they – they take over they change people mm-hmm. but there's no sense that there's more coming that it's like, the, it's like it was like a, it was just dropped off and i mean there's still a, there's a threat in all the movies and all the books that, that the threat might still be out there but not it's necessarily it, there's something
0: threat. going on in the 50s Paul, because uh highline oh, yeah. highline did it too right it's um um puppet masters puppet masters puppet masters Right, they know what the, the it is definitely something in the water. So.
4: I, 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 I think I think my my pop culture uh, psychology for this is fears of communism and the the whole, the whole faceless communist <sighs> menace of of ravening hordes are gun to I come. I thought a arguing. little
0: bit about that um, with regards to this. So one of the things they do is they have the collective knowledge, right? Uh, the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the collective the, the collect- individuality, right?
4: And collect and collective is a loaded term in the fifties, especially yes. because you, you tie it with the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I think Wyndham's deliberately tapping into that. Possibly. Um
1: well he's definitely looking at trends in science fiction. There's a really funny passage toward the end of the book, mm-hmm. which sadly my phone died, so I can't read the text. But um he's talking about how different invasions get treated in different cultures. Mm-hmm. And uh, he talks a bit about the British, you know, we, t- we talk about stuff, we discuss it. Yeah. And then he goes on this long uh, uh, thing about how in, in America, if you have an invasion, then uh, everyone fleet starts fleeing the cities and jamming the highways within 10 minutes because of their wonderful communication system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but except for in Washington where Million, you know, hundreds of thousands of people line the streets and calmly, trustingly, you know, face Washington waiting for the government to solve their problems. While, meanwhile, in the hills of Kentucky, a uh, Formerly ignored scientist and his daughter and his husky, beautiful young, daughter, yeah. beautiful daughter and husky young right. <laughs> yeah. on the one thing that will
4: solve so, everything. And he's save definitely humanity.
0: he's definitely reading <laughs> science fiction. I would say that that's yeah. from the 30s, though. That sounds a lot like uh, yeah, it's very wine It's bone. a
4: very pulpy. It's a very yeah. pulpy uh, statement, but yeah, but but. But as as we were sitting here before the podcast up, Trish read that out to me, and then when I was reading that myself, I was laughing. Says, "What are you reading? You're like I'm reading that passage." So, <laughs> yeah, we, we we both love that glad we get to talk about it.
0: What what do you get uh, about the idea? So I, when I started uh, the book, I start watching the movies. I hadn't finished the book until today, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so different times, like I, I was wondering. I, wa- I wondered after I watched the first movie, did, the 1960 movie that is, um, did they, will this book have the international aspect? And it does, but it doesn't come in, in qu- until quite late, whereas it mm-hmm. comes in about halfway through the 1960 movie. And I was thinking, well, what does that do to the story by making it not a one-off incident? Well, it does the thing that uh that it does in the book which is oh this is a a potential resource for exploitation and this is why kirstie is all in favor of giving them three thousand dollars a month not because they're humans in need of money (laughs) but rather because these might be potential resources that we can exploit Mm -hmm. this is the way governments think about you know getting uh, the birth rate up so that they can have Soldiers for their army or workers for their factories. Or yep. I noticed in the, in the 1995 movie, the children's desks. Did you guys notice their desks? Mm-mm. So what's funny about them is they're not like standard kids' school desks. They're mini office desks. Like, <laughs> they look like a little office desk. And like you know, the drawers that on kind
1: of desk used for kids at you know uh, uh, boarding schools. I'm in not quite surprised. Quite a few English movies.
0: I'm not surprised. Well, no, no, this was in the American movie. I'm not surprised. There, there was a lot of good framing. In fact, Carpenter's. Uh, I, I think the the house, um, in the Carpenter one, one of the family's houses might be, it might be a recycle of uh, the house from Halloween, uh, with the hedges <laughs> and stuff like that. Um, and I know that. He recycled some of the coastline for, uh, from the fog, which, you know, he filmed in Northern California quite a bit, I guess. Anyways, the important part is some of the framing, like the house looks like a cuckoo clock. Um, and, and the, mm. they do this thing with the frame where they, they zoom in and pull back. I, I don't remember what it's called, but it's basically you have the, the camera on a dolly and you pull back on the dolly, but you, your camera is zooming in and it has this effect of bringing the things that are, In the foreground, closer, while distancing the thing in the background, and that's like the effect of something popping out, like a cuckoo clock, which is which is very fun uh, when we think of cuckoo clocks. And I I sent Misa. I don't know if I sent it to you, Trish. Maybe I did. Uh, A picture of a cuckoo. More importantly, the audio. The audio. (laughs) Yeah. Oh,
1: I didn't listen. I couldn't
0: send (laughs) the audio directly, but basically, it's a cuckoo sound, (laughs) making the sound of a cuckoo. Which is mm-hmm. cuckoo, cuckoo, right? <laughs> and when we think of, um, the word cuckoo, it makes you think of the word crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Go, they go together, but it isn't a crazy bird. It's perfectly natural and a perfectly good exploit. And we actually, think of it. It's
1: a gaslighting bird. It makes the mother think it
3: that it makes it's, you feel crazy.
0: Well, that's mm-hmm. the thing though, right? Is birds don't actually like the, the baby doesn't say, I'm one of you. Right? <laughs> it's the genes and the behavior that that do that. The mother's genes or the surrogate mother's genes and the baby's genes, right? And it's the behavior which is not learned exactly, right? You don't learn to be a cuckoo because your mom was a cuckoo and you saw her going around laying eggs. You were the one that – got your mom didn't teach you anything. This is all genetic, right? Mm-hmm. And that's super freaky. So when we talk about things being crazy, this is one of those words that is, like, used all the time. And it, it's like a kind of a problem, just like the word insane. We say, that's insane. Insane is like a legal term. Crazy is like a crappy, like, (laughs) low-level term for what kids say about something that they don't understand. It means don't understand is what it means. It's like a declaration of, I don't get it, (laughs) or "Uh, that's weird, right? But on a higher level, it's not crazy at all. It's, in fact, very efficient. Now, we might say it's cruel, but that's because we have a different set of standards of what we think is acceptable, right? Women are supposed to act a certain way. Men are supposed to act a certain way. We are supposed to act certain ways towards each other. But when you've got a creature that's not in your group behaving the way it does, we would say that's just what they do. But when it's interacting with ours, then it's time to kill. Mm -hmm. Then it's time to get real or... Take the black pill or whatever, the red pill or whatever kind of pill you want to take. (laughs) But you, what you can't do is just sugarcoat it, because you do need to. Like he, at the end, Trish, right? He did the right thing.
1: Certainly, the right
0: thing for the
1: survival of the species. I suppose you could debate the morality, because there was the alternative offered that hey the government could just send us all off to live on an island somewhere no no they Although were not that was no, really no, no. a stopgap solution yeah. so but the, there was an alternative well, so, no <laughs> that alternative would have just
3: extended Columbia the time inevitable. before yeah
4: what well, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm suddenly thinking of the phrase this is SETI alpha 5 <laughs>
0: yeah uh okay uh, that is a Genet- you
4: get, g- 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 genetically better humans. Oh, I
0: see. Be- They're put on their own planet there. Yeah, right, okay. right. Um well, right, right, right like Kirk he says
3: them he says, yeah. cru- cruelty is as old as life. Like mm-hmm. somebody's gonna die here,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: <laughs>
3: so.
0: How do you like uh, the black pill, Misa? <laughs> you like a little
3: there, barley yeah. sugar with it?
0: <laughs> Give you a little puzzle. You Who open it up. Where's the sugar? Uh, oh, barley colored.
2: Yeah, okay.
0: Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a
2: bullseye. bullseye. Yeah, bullseye.
0: Then. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a, a bit about the sequel movie, which is weird because apparently, uh, Wyndham That's, tried to.
2: Yeah, I
3: think that movie colored my whole perception of this thing.
0: It's very interesting, right? Because so what how ha- Trish, did you watch it? Nope. Okay. And I did not. So it's, well, so I guess it's going to be YouTube. It's very interesting. Back. Well, you'll, we'll explain a little bit, I think. But basically, um, it's set in uh, around the same period, or if not, you know, just a few years later, because it's 1964 when it comes out, yeah. um, and it's called uh, children, "Children of the Damned." Children of the Damned, which is pretty confusing because th- I thought that meant it was
1: children in the first book. <laughs> right.
0: So, b- yeah. so I thought I thought maybe like there's a blonde actress in the movie, and I thought, oh, maybe she's one of them grown up, right? But no. Uh, she's, she's the aunt. Did yeah. you think that, did you think that's what she was, was going to happen? Aunt. Yeah. She, she's did the I aunt think what was to, that she was actually one of the kids grown up.
3: No, I didn't think that.
0: Okay. She's just a blonde then. Okay. So there's, <laughs> uh, uh, there's uh, uh, what the movies? Actually, I think it's actually an even better movie than the second, uh, the, than the first one, which is obviously the best adaptation. Right, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the audio drama is pretty good too. But in any case, the audio
3: drama was excellent.
0: Yeah, it's really well done. Um, anyways, this in the second movie, what happens is they basically forgot about the first movie, and instead, what they did is they have a UN guy going around giving tests to all the kids in Britain. Right, mm-hmm. a little intelligence test, and we see the test in progress, and we see um one kid who's blonde, did it really well, right? Really fast. And all the other kids are frustrated and annoyed. And even the super smart scientist guy who's observing, it took him like an hour or something to do. And it only took this kid like nine minutes or something. Um, And so they investigate at home and find out his mom was unmarried or prostitute or something. Um, And uh, the mom's like, they're going to find out about you and you're going to be in trouble, says to the the. Little (laughs) David-style kid. And the kid sends her off to get killed in a tunnel. Like, she gets run over. But she doesn't die. She just goes to hospital. So Mm -hmm. then we find out that uh, the UN guys have discovered that these um, kids are all over the world. And they bring them to their respective embassies in London, where they are going to do more testing or something like that kids get together, they, instead of running to the barn as they do in the 1995 movie, or the Grange as they do in the 1960 movie, like they do in the book, they mm-hmm. get together and go to a church. Yeah. And uh, they have a dog that they can command. Um, and uh, sort of, there's a com- competition between the UN guys and the sort of military intelligence guys to try and harness the power of these kids and do Basically, what we think of sort of as a background story in in *The uh, Midwich Cuckoos*, which is use these kids as sort of Cold War weapons, right? Mm-hmm. Ways to, mm-hmm. you know, they've got nukes, we've got nukes. They've got yeah. super geniuses, we've got super geniuses. We've got missile <laughs> men, they've got missile men, right? So it's counter. Right. Um, but then they they sympathize. So I. I I was reading somebody saying that the kids are a lot more sympathetic in the second movie. I'm not sure that's true. Um, but they do have various colors of hair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and various skin colors. So it's like um, almost like batch two. They blend in better now.
4: Yeah, they do. <laughs> There's are all blonde. And, yeah. But the ending is,
0: is very much a confrontation like it is in the end of the book. Um, but – with like the the diplomatic UN style people trying to uh, saying can't we all get along? The kids saying we need to be brought food
4: <laughs> and <laughs> leave
0: us alone, yeah. but bring us food. And then the um, the military so look, like, we got to shut this down, and they get the mortars ready, and then everything goes wrong because. And I thought it was really well done. At the end, um, it focuses in on the thing that caused the the demise of all the children, which is a, a screwdriver. Um, a guy set a screwdriver in the wrong spot. It made a contact and set off a detonation, right? Yeah. And it, it becomes a big metaphor for tools, right? How tools are, you know, we make a knife. Well, it's good for stabbing things. It's good for cutting things. It's also it can cut you, right? Right. And once I have knife technology and you have knife technology, we get into knife fights. Um, but if you use a person as a tool, that's immoral, in my view. In fact, using people is immoral, I think. And I think that that's kind of the morality that's going on there too. But it works the same way for the, for the, um, the countries using people as population for their mm-hmm. offices, like I was talking about those desks, a whole bunch of tiny mm-hmm. little office desks. Well, if you've been to an office where there's a whole bunch of people sitting behind desks, what are they there to do to service the capitalism, right? To service the corporation. They're being trained you're, for a very you're, specific
4: – You're blackpilling. What? You're blackpilling.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. um, po- possibly. But more pro- – am I wrong? Because they don't teach field hand uh, skills, and they don't teach uh, all the things that uh, some other values would have. They teach office skills. Typing was one of the things they tried to push on me in high school. Like, typing? I know how to type. Why do I need to learn typing? Well, that's what the economy needs, apparently, Jesse. Okay. But get this. The school's doing it to them. He's, they're teaching about the Aegean for some reason. Well, where do the kids want to go? Some island somewhere, right? Yeah. So there is a kind of a sympathy that we naturally want to give to the kids in the mm. first book or the book. Well,
4: but in the yeah. second
0: in the second movie, they sort of hone in on the idea of of if nations use people as tools, that's wrong. And what's so interesting to me, Mysa, is reflecting back at the first book, or the book, the first movie and the first book, uh, just the the book, um, is that that's why the cuckoos are bad, the cuckoo people, whoever they are, is because they're using us in the same way mm-hmm. that we use animals. <laughs> you see? Oh. Yeah. And yeah. That's why it's wrong for them to do mm-hmm. that. Now the kids I, are not to blame, but the cuckoo people are.
4: I, I have I have to I have to put I jump this in.
0: Yeah,
2: but
3: the other thing about those those kids, and that that movie was, you, they killed one of those kids, mm-hmm. and the kid came back. That's right. Like those kids are not, you can't kill them.
4: Well, not they easily. Said
3: oh. in the movie, they the kids said, "Kill us, go ahead,
4: mm-hmm. we're here to be free. killed." That's that, that that's yeah, that's that's great. It is. Yeah, ve- it's very so in interesting book
1: that they're reacting uh, overreacting violently because they are afraid. Of right. Well, no, not, they afraid. no, they weren't afraid.
2: No, it's very. interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, it's very interesting because w- w- I think it's in the second movie. They say they say, why are you here? Because they know they're aliens or whatever. And I said, we don't yeah. know. Yeah. Right. And that uh, honestly, Paul, why are you here? <laughs> I don't know. You weren't you didn't choose it, right? Your parents did, sort of. But their genes made you made them do it, right? So why yeah. are any of us so what's super interesting is the second movie, if you hadn't watched the first movie, would work perfectly well. I think you'd have a lot of questions, but it's a mm-hmm. solid movie, don't you think, Misa?
3: It was good. It was really good. Yeah.
0: I was surprised how interesting it was. Mm-hmm. A, as a reflection and on I like what's going that on,
3: United Nations whole thing about it.
0: It's very interesting because it, it, it's a little, I think, unrealistic as well. But but it was very interesting as a as a counterbalance to the idea of you know this is we're kind of in a war with the with those uh, other nations behind the Iron Curtain as they called
2: mm-hmm. it. Right?
0: What were you going to yeah, say, it left Paul? A
2: lot
3: of
0: questions. Yeah, a- absolutely. What were you going to say, Paul?
4: I was I was going to mention that you were talking about using people as tools. I was thinking of the of the new Doctor Who episode where Davros accuses the Doctor of fashioning his companions into weapons. hmm. You fashion your companions into weapons <laughs> because even without the Doctor, they fight against the Daleks. It's like yeah, you turn you turn people. The the Doctor at least in this new in this later. Some versions of him in this in these later epi- new episodes, not companions, basically. But, but he uses weapons. companions he uses companions against others. I mean, essentially, we're supposed to root for them, but he's he basically is basically shaping people to do things. And is that right? It, the Doctor is our hero, so we think it's right, but is it right? It could be argued that the Doctor is. I mean he's an amoral alien with alien ideals and objectives so
1: well he's he's not tricking space, people into doing no, no but but they certainly or he certainly, or she whoever it is she, now. she he um, or she
4: but he's but they're certainly he's certainly pushing them down paths to do to do that,
0: I don't. I don't think so. People. He's supposed to be uh, space he hobo. Inspires, goes around. Goes <laughs> he, around he, space, he, going wherever he goes. He's like the littlest hobo. Space hobo. <laughs> it, no, literally, that's space what hobo. they thought of like Patrick Trouton as space hobo, right? Like he just goes around wherever he goes. Um, and well, yeah, well he Gets into yeah, adventure. Yeah,
4: the only doctors who, yeah, who couldn't the control. Show <laughs> the show has evolved. The show has evolved
0: since then. Yeah, but uh, I think it's in the same way that the second the second movie is a reaction to the first film. So it's like you read the book and then you write your sequel to it. You know, Mm -hmm. you say, Oh, this is what I liked about it. And I saw a lot of things in this book that I see in other books, you know, sort of like that's their reaction to this idea. And I thought, you know, that's a sign of a really good book because it makes people engage with it.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, I read that John Wyndham started uh, a sequel to this mm -hmm. and then abandoned it.
0: Yeah. Like, and I think he rightly should because I was looking at his his books, his career. He actually has a lot more than I I thought. I knew that there was a bunch I was of always short stories. That there was
3: so much more too. Yeah. yeah. So
0: there's a, a number, you know, that this is you know Margaret Atwood says this is his most representative work. So we can't dispute that. But uh, I thought uh, Triffids. <laughs> oh,
4: Jesse. Margaret Atwood doesn't know everything <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs>
0: she she's not a science fiction writer, so she definitely knows about science fiction. Um, uh, oh, birds! So uh, there's a bunch of books that I've not read by him. I was wondering which guy, which which of them you had read. Um, because
4: I've, re- I've read I've read, Tr- I've read Triffitt's.
0: Okay. And mm-hmm. old
4: adaptations. I have not read Chrysalids though.
0: That's a very interesting yeah, book.
4: I should read that
1: sometime.
0: It's it's usually like it's assigned in school in Canada. Did you read it, Misa?
3: I read I read it in school, yeah, and then I read it any, again on mm-hmm.
0: my own. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's very – it's told from a children's perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, Chalky is one I've heard of. I think there's a movie of that. Trouble there's... with lichen or lichen.
3: Lichen. Yeah, I read, read that. that one. Oh, how was that? I don't remember. <laughs> but I remember liking it, okay. but I don't remember what it was about.
0: A female biochemist who discovers that a chemical extracted from an unusual strain of lichen – can be used to slow down the aging process. That sounds good. Um, Very I heard
2: interesting.
0: something
3: about that on Quirks and Quirks today too. Oh, they do? So wow. there you go.
0: There's a long running show. <laughs> uh, the outward urge. Um, it's by two people, John Wyndham and and Lucas Parks. I've never heard of that one. Chrysalids, obviously. That's apparently was retitled in the US as Rebirth, which is interesting for in terms of telling a story. Um, Kraken really? Wakes, I, I've heard the CBC audio drama of that. That's pretty odd. And then Day of the Trip. I've Trippins.
1: heard a BBC updated version of it, which was. Yeah, there, there's, good.
0: there's, more than one. There's a CBC one and a, I don't, I didn't think that BBC one was very good, but I also haven't read the book, so I don't know. Um, but there is, um, there is like a number of other ones. Like, uh, there was one, uh, I saw it in a, in a, old magazine and i'm like wow this is john Wyndham." um i think it's called stowaway to mars i'm like what mm-hmm. he wrote a story off earth but he actually has <laughs> yeah, a yeah, yeah,
4: yeah he's i mean if you look at if you look at his uh wikipedia page he's got a bunch of things that are off earth i mean especially before he started getting into these more mainstream novels he started writing in the 30s i mean mm-hmm. trish and i are both looking at an image of Wyndham's 1951 novelette, Tyrant and Slave Girl
0: on Planet Venus. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, yeah,
4: No, it's, it's there. You go to the Wyndham Wikipedia page. It's there. It's real.
0: But uh, I want to point out that his early writings are almost all in U.S. magazines. So Wonder Stories is his first story. Um, Worlds to Barter. Um, uh, wonder you know, stories he made fun
1: is fun of American science fiction, but he wasn't actually well, writing himself. No, no, he
0: was familiar. Way. He was definitely familiar with it. But, <laughs> but think of the success that Wyndham had in the UK as mm-hmm. a an English novelist, and what where is his reputation in short stories? Ziltia. He Doesn't
4: have one. Yeah, right.
0: Mm-hmm. And yet, um, you know, I put up a whole bunch of his stuff on the PDF page, but it's not because he's a He's a bad writer. It's something about like the market that really, like I've I think that when he's writing this book, he's talking about the town he, they moved to, where he can, you know, go out for long walks and have to get called, called um, <laughs> uh, call take take a telephone call to get come have his wife pick him up because he's thought out the plot of his next book or whatever, right? <laughs> and and so being a a relative newcomer there he imagines what you know what kind of setting for a story would this be mm-hmm. writers are very like people who literally write only for you know a living like Donald Westlake or Lawrence Block they're very strange people because they don't have that office job i i know there're a lot of writers today who have office jobs i'm saying i'm not i'm not talking about those i'm talking about the ones who only do writing for their job they are very strange because they observe things in a different way. You know, they're not, they're looking for ideas. Um, and they see them all around them. And so we get these cozy catastrophe books, right? <laughs> where he, he's essentially tapped in to the psychology of 1950s Britain, where, you know, uh, I think it was Trish or maybe it's Paul was pointing out that people were poor there, bad nutrition right in the early oh, yeah. 50s and pff, yeah that's true why did that happen paul because of because of the second world war what what and, what effect did that have on nutrition in england i mean
4: it i mean destroyed industry commerce and uh, the ability i thought they the won the war itself. paul um britain won the war but it was it was a devastating
0: devastating peace for britain and for france so how come they didn't do better? I thought they won the war. They they did win the war.
1: They spent themselves, yeah. used themselves up, winning the war.
0: Yeah, they. they I mean, just like the first it war, was, they, so they, they, they threw spent,
1: themselves in and yeah, total but war. I thought basically.
0: they. I thought they had really good aircraft industries and really good, uh, you know, production.
1: What point are you trying to make here, Jesse? Indeed,
0: indeed. <laughs> yeah, did. indeed. We are told they won the war. Right? But they had this basically uh horrible existence after the war where they had to like scrape and and sort of like the Empire, right? What happened to the Empire? The Empire went poof.
1: Australians were mailing care packages to Britain in the fifties. Isn't
0: that insane?
4: Oh, I did not know that. Wow. I'm not surprised given how bad things were,
0: but wow. But why uh, maybe I'm black maybe I'm too black pilled
4: <laughs> maybe, you're, maybe you're too black pilled yes. the British government didn't devote to social services to build up the economy I th- that quickly. I
0: think they were trying to pay back some loans. I think they were that, trying that they were trying to like uh, beg and scrape to get back on their feet or something like that. but who would put them into that position like? Oh, well, see, the war had to be fought, we're told, right? And I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I guess Hitler was a bad guy. That's true. Um, Ireland, didn't they, uh, didn't they stay out of the war? Yeah, they did. Interesting. (laughs) Well, we had to stop them. I get that. But how did it get started in the first place? Oh, yeah, you, you did this terrible imposition on, on Germany and then put them into deprivation and it sort of it is a war yes yes the truth yes the
4: treaty of Versailles is one of the main causes why world war ii happened
0: so some prideful I, I- assholes at the top made a whole bunch of decisions and that's exactly what's going on in this story too right what do they say oh, right God, at the there beginning is a
1: connection, there is a connection. Abso- there's
0: always a connection trish think about think about what they said about what they're going to do to the papers they said benign censorship
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah
0: Okay. I was really, uh, real, real nice of them to say. When we do the censorship, it's benign. When they do it over there in Russia, that's bad. <laughs> when it's we do it, benign. It, when
1: I do it, indeed. Yeah, i
0: yeah. doing it for good It's about reasons. power relations. And when you when you lie to people, you're saying, "I am you. I don't care about you. You are just a thing to be manipulated. It's about being uh, turning people into objects." rather than subjects, right? It's about manipulating people. So Mm -hmm. the fact that you're not allowed to have birth control in your country because the government tells you it's wrong, well, the people voted for it. Which people? Who? The House of Lords? (laughs) Right? You see how, like, it's all about the power relationships. And what's so interesting is that I think that he's talking about that in this book. But people are not willing to see it they're thinking think, oh it's cute <laughs> they feel the sugar, but that ending is he's leading up to it right it there's no better ending for this book
1: I was interested yes. uh, speaking about you know controlling information and using people as tools and property means to an um, ends, yes it means yep. to an end yeah there was a very glancing reference not by name to the Dion quintuplets yep. um, yeah. Yeah. When the when Mrs. Zellaby is giving the speech to all the women about how we all have to stick together, uh-huh. um, we're all in this in- together, men and and women, and marrieds and unmarrieds, and we can't let this the you know word out, or you know the government is gonna descend on us and take our children away. Oh, the newspaper
0: even worse, right?
1: Right, right. Those the dirty newspapers, newspapers. make a fuss, and then the government will be forced to take action and take our children away from us. Don't embarrass um, the
0: government. Whatever you do, don't and embarrass she, the government. She doesn't
1: refer to the Dion quintuplets by name, but she talks about multiple birth where that actually happened. Mm-hmm. And, right, that did happen to the Dion family in Canada mm-hmm. in the 50s, was it? it
4: sounds anyway. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so I was I was struck by that. Uh, uh, I mean, Wyndham thought about a lot of things
0: <laughs> to put into this book. Absolutely, it isn't about entertainment. That's what's so interesting is that there is an experience to be had that we could sort of think of as entertainment. But this is really science fiction. It just doesn't feel that way. It feels super cozy, right? It feels like mainstream. It feels
4: I mean, it's, it's, it starts off so so gently. I mean, the, I mean, basically, yeah the, the guy the guy and his wife basically the John Wyndham surrogate leave, leaving town and then coming back to find out things have gone. Yeah, they can't get back in the town and what's going on. And mm-hmm. it just it's just it's just a slow descent into what turns turns out to be that explosive pyrotechnic ending. But it, you can see the steps they get there are all, all the way. It's it's wonderful, and Stephen Fry is an excellent
0: audiobook
4: player. He is period. fabulous.
0: You know, I I, 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 I I want to agree with you, but I think I, I, like every time he was talking, I was thinking, like he does these women, you know, uh, uh, English women so well. I can't tell when he isn't an English woman in this because
2: <laughs> like there's so many like conversations
0: oh between these you know uh, uh, midwitch women. <laughs> I'm like. Okay, but I, I don't feel like he's just a wonderful narrator to listen to, but mm. I I like there's a Harry Potter uh version read by him and then there's one by it's uh, Jim Dale, right? The Jim Dale one is a performance for each character whereas I I feel like it's it's much more straight narration by uh I mean, which is pretty I funny like cuz he's,
1: he's more like a person reading to us than and he's a delightful reader a for sure. yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I mean, he, he's like a okay, okay. I'm gonna I, i'll I'll explain why I think he's almost like a Homer for our times, and he's written three books on Greek mythology, and I've listened to the au- two of the audiobooks, two of the three, and it's like it's like he's like a poet from 2000 BC just telling these stories in such a warm and he's a engaging. Very and,
0: literate fellow. Yeah. yeah. Oh yes so, um, I think I think they re-released this. this was like this audiobook is super fresh. um, it came out I think in December um if oh, not, wow. it was it was very late November' cause it said t b a in no, in November, and I was like, well, I know there's an audiobook of it, so I didn't know which one we would get um, mm-hmm. but I was thinking, um, it's gotta be because the the TV show's gonna come out in sky, yeah, and it yeah. was produced <laughs> for audible u k and that sort of thing. Um, so there's going to be an uptick, but actually there was, (laughs) Audible had already produced, um, an audiobook for it. So like they didn't technically need to make another one because they already had one in their catalog, right? But Stephen Fry is a known, you know, name and he gets, you know, he's, he's host TV shows in Britain, right? And radio Mm -hmm. shows. So. Yeah, you know if yeah
1: Google Play had an audiobook for five bucks and sixty seven, and it had one person I had heard of in the cast and several others. Um, uh, I got my book version from Hoopla so uh it it's it's hard to f- you can't buy the ebook on Amazon uh it's not available as far as i could tell mm. but uh you can check out the book from Hoopla or other library services when I,
0: when I find the time i will scan my copy and put it up because that's the other reason they're doing this final push it's public domain
3: i, I found a public i found a pdf of it
0: yeah it's already oh. out there yeah okay. um, okay. it's it's uh, it's just I have not physically scanned my copy that I bought, saying, "Oh, I can, I can well, get in on it. that, Jesse." Oh, it's the time, Paul. <laughs> Don't I have know. the time. It, I, I mean, I when know. I I turn it on, I will, I will do it. But it, it it processing a novel is a lot more work because it's yeah, just it's not it, more pages. No, well, it's actually it's if you screw up on one page, it can screw up the whole thing because uh, the uh, numbering, yeah. right? And when it's going through the scanner, um, it's. You know, it whereas you're doing short stories or whatever, the page numbers are um easier to identify because you're doing it in shorter chunks.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It doesn't stop people from screwing it up, but I I've done both. And in any case, it just makes me think um they gotta they gotta do this final push before everybody can make their own version of John Wyndham's mm-hmm. The Midwitch Cuckoos.
1: Okay. Right. So just a couple of other things that this made me think of. First of yep. all was the, um, twilight zone episode. Yeah, um, me too.
4: <laughs> it, it's a good life,
0: it's
1: which good is also life. public
0: domain by Jerome Bixby, no less. Yeah. Mm,
4: yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, so there was that, of course, um, that was just one strange kid, but, uh, who knows? Maybe that was, it's a
4: good know, thing. Maybe they just put it's that. It's a good one in the thing. You take mommy's mouth knows. away.
0: It's a good thing. <laughs> yes.
4: it's, a, it's a good thing you killed all the crops with the snow. That's <laughs> very right. good, Anthony.
0: Very good. Yeah. What you made yeah. the whole world disappear except for this one street? That's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to be that guy?
4: Well, of course, of course. That makes me think of Wandavision. Have you seen? WandaVision? Oh yes. I've mm-hmm. heard.
0: I've heard. I only saw it in the first episode, but um, guess when that oh, was. That's, published. Right, that's
4: right. We've discussed that. Have you seen it yet?
3: It's not not yet, no, i I haven't,
4: but but it, okay, so I don't want to spoil it because the revelation of what's going on through the episodes is interesting, so I don't want to say more for listeners or for the two of you ruin mm. it
0: i I'm not gonna watch it i, I yeah, but, already, but the listeners... I heard it, Evan tell me and I was like, oh yeah nineteen fifty three is it's a good life first publication so. It is something in the water. It's they're, in the water. They're definitely reacting yeah. to stuff.
2: Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: it isn't it isn't like a um it isn't like they're doing it voluntarily. It was injected into them and they just <laughs> output it. <laughs> Think about it. Right? Philip K. Dick, Jerome Bixby, John Wyndham, um uh the guy who wrote that uh who's who's the one who wrote the uh body snatchers? Body snatchers? Yeah. His name is escaping me. Um, anyways, American guy. <laughs>
4: Good I, I, uh, Heinlein with the puppet masters. Uh, Heinlein
0: and the mm-hmm. puppet masters, right? Uh, it isn't like one is saying, oh, I'm going to steal that idea. It's more like, let's all start writing. We've been implanted for all around the planet. R- cosmic rays have come into our brains. And those cosmic r- r- rays are, like, caused by world events and technologies, I think.
2: Hmm.
1: So, Jack Finney wrote Jack Finney. The Body Snatchers. There you go.
0: Right. Yeah. What a good, well-written book, right? It was. It was great. So well-written. And
4: listen, listeners, you can find our conversation on The Body Snatchers in the SF of Audio podcast.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right. You might you might find it a better episode than this one because apparently I was less socialistic back then. <laughs> 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 or whatever.
2: <I> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'd only taken the red pill at that point. No. <laughs> no. and then I ate the oh, blue pill well, and the I brown pill. Realized
4: it's going to be six months before the person who gave you that bad review yeah. is going to hear, so hear this. this it wasn't. It wasn't, it wasn't a
0: bad review. It was a cute review. I thought it was. I I, I, I think it's really Hopefully interesting.
1: They meant it kindly.
0: <laughs> no, but see the thing is, is um, Eric points this out. Uh, pointed this out. Uh, when talking about YouTube videos, you, if you watch a YouTube video um, and you look at the viewer count and compare it to the like count, like, I'm I'm just looking at some random video here. 1,291,000 uh, uh, views. 2.6 thousand likes. Look at the ratio mm-hmm. there.
4: And mm-hmm. hey, that's typical, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It, the, and those are, like, just the ups and downs now do comments. Do you think a, a quarter of those 1.2 million people are put in comments? No, no, almost nobody comments on anything. Right. <laughs> and even me who I like comments and like leave comments on YouTube. I almost never do it. Right.
4: Um, I, I mean, I, I think it's, I think it's a problem of Gresham's law, all the bad comments and trolls and spam and everything. i drive out, drive out the good comments and they, and so a lot of people don't have time and don't bother because it's just like trying to find good comments in the sea of, oh, i I made $50 hours just, just this hour working for Google. You can do.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see that much on Google, but we did. We just had a spam problem on my website. And uh, I solved it by doing like you have to do – have posted already and signed in or something now. That's solved the problem. But the, this the plug broke. And I was getting, like, 70 emails a, an hour saying, you know, basically Cialis. And I'm like, what, what is Cialis? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's like a, a boner increaser or something. Yes. And, and I'm like, okay, well, I guess that's where the money is. <laughs> and uh, that's so you don't have a lot of cuckoos in your nest, I guess.
4: <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, at least you wrote it back.
0: It's yeah. the birds. I don't know. Um, another Phil K. Dick story that obviously is, deals with cuckoos is um, and cuckoo and cuckolding uh, great, great story, Beyond the Door, which is got a secret story inside of it, and it, it's in the podcast feed. And if you all hadn't read that, you should definitely read Beyond the Door because it's super short, and it's about a guy worrying about his wife cuckolding him, rightly so and uh, he gives her a cuckoo clock uh, for uh, her um just existing and or maybe it's an anniversary or something and it's like it brings a whole chain of events out so like i i always wondered like why why was everybody in the 50s into cuckoo clocks it's like germany was making products after the war this is something that is traditional it's before the nazis (laughs) like but like why did your grandparents have a cuckoo clock in their house well we got to support the germans reconstruction fuck those british guys (laughs) right (laughs) Uh, what do we buy from britain like old uh two-seater sports cars that they're not even allowed to drive i don't know (laughs) something like that right they like we
4: should have we we should have we should have bought some more British um um whatchamacallit, um ah, brain freeze
0: I think uh, it really helped though I, I I'm looking at their their cultural out, output I think that that was you know you know 60s T, uh, British TV 60s. British yeah. movies,
1: right. the British invasion, <laughs> the, yeah, yeah,
4: the Coco, cool, cool, cool invasion, the Beatles. I mean, the, the, that that Beatles documentary is just out. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I was thinking mm-hmm. more like Hammer Horror, but uh, <laughs> uh, I was thinking more of the Beatles, oh, so Rolling Stones. Yeah. Doctor Who, yeah. Hammer Horror, a bunch of other stuff like that, where you have uh, you know, shot on videotape, uh, and, but and high class I, 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 acting skills and really good writing.
4: But no Vegemite. See, see, if the British had sent Benjamin over to the Vegemite. U.S., they, could have, they they could have gotten their economy back on track sooner.
0: Okay, maybe not. But uh, yeah, and all supported by uh, the British taxpayer, right? To bring it back to the socialism and the, you know, the they have, they didn't have teeth coverage, but they had like medical coverage quite late oh,
4: but listeners i might have mixed up marmite and Vegemite. i apologize to australian listeners if i <laughs> conflated the
0: two they're, although the one's made of identical. yeast and the other one's not
4: <laughs> they both taste the same
0: i'm not i'm not down for is it uh, is it uh, vegan
4: i don't know
0: oh did you guys uh hear what i wrote or read what i wrote about veganism this week really interesting no. No idea. No.
1: I've been very, very busy this week.
0: Oh, well, get get on this, vegan, veganism. Guess what decade it started in?
4: Um, two hundred BC. <laughs> no, that's vegetarianism
0: <laughs> or something, right? Oh, way earlier. Uh, no, veganism, as as in the word I d- vegan. I,
4: I don't know when did it start, Jesse. Oh,
0: either? okay. In what country? Um, uh, Germany. Interesting guess. And what what Germany. decade? It's in the twentieth century. 1930s. Good guess. Misa?
4: Veganism.
1: Yeah.
0: 70s. Wow. Good guess. Wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Trish. Uh, Trish. Trish. You have a guess.
1: I'm sorry. I was looking up Vegemite and Marmite.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Veganism. When did when did veganism veganism get started, and and what country started it?
4: What decade the twentieth century?
1: I'm guessing. California and <laughs> 1970s.
0: Yeah, oh. Mice already guessed the 70s. She's wrong. And you're wrong too. 1944 <laughs> okay. in England. 1944? Yes. And what country? England.
1: England. Ah.
0: So get this. Oh, well, what happened the, making was. Making
1: a virtue of a necessity there. Yeah. Well,
0: sort of. So what happened was there was a vegetarian movement, as there have been uh, all over the place. There's all sorts of movements going on at all times. But they're seedlings, and they need to grow. So it took a while before veganism really took off. There was 25 members of this vegan collective at the first thing. We know this because there is a newsletter that talks about the invention of veganism. Uh, it's from 1944. <laughs> and what happened was there was a vegetarian newsletter that went out to all the vegetarians, I guess. Um, and they uh, somebody in the group asked that the official you know, zine of the vegetarians have a section for for people who didn't eat meat and who didn't eat uh, cheese or eggs, right? Now, most vegetarians uh, don't eat meat, and <laughs> right? vegetarianism, yeah. but some eat fish, right? And then some uh, will eat eggs, especially eggs that are unfertilized, right? Um, and some would eat cheese, uh, but the ones who wanted to go that extra step they thought that they should have a section just for them. I guess recipes or whatever. And uh, they were turned down. So <laughs> they broke off their own group. And as a as a stopgap until they got a better name, uh, the author of the newsletter said, I took the first three letters of vegetarian and the last two letters of vegetarian, and I shoved them together. <laughs> and that's where oh, that's vegan great. came from. And if you look at the other names that were offered... Uh, they were, some of them are super hilarious, like, uh, uh, Sanivore, <laughs> S-A-N-I-V-O-R-E, <Yeah. laughs> as in they only sanitize things, I guess. And oh, yeah. uh, I was like, wow, this is, cause this is something I've been wondering about, cause I know that uh, vegans, right? But they, they don't usually uh, want to tell me what veganism is. They just practice it, right? And I'm wondering, like, does any, does anybody know? <laughs> These amazing facts. And of course, somebody did. Somebody had written about it. And, uh, I found that newsletter and I'm like reading it. Like, this is a fascinating history. And what you actually have at all times, like right now, there's people starting weird cults and weird organizations and practitioners of some religion or something. But they're just little seedlings now, right? And most of them are probably going to get, you know, trampled on or whatever. But some of them, They develop and over time they fruit and become big, giant, unwieldy organizations. So obviously vegetarianism, still very popular. I know vegetarians are on the wane compared to veganism, which is very fruitful and bountiful at this time. I just think that that's the way to look at reality is like, look at, look at the big picture and then look at the tiny little details. And so like, yeah, you're saying it's a necessity, all these people being vegetarian. I don't think that's it. I think it's it's sort of a reaction to what they are saying like well v- vegetarianism is sometimes religious and sometimes it's like uh, it's a reaction against farming practices as they're saying, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Bad farming practice. like you look at the uh, physical culture magazines from the 1930s and you got all these people modeling the perfect body and the perfect woman and the perfect dude, right? And they're sculpting their bodies and almost nobody did that back then, but it's all developed now. And everybody's <laughs> going to the gym and making this like a, a, a spiritual belief almost, right? That you need to look pretty in the right way. And, and they would tie it to eugenics and stuff like that. So all of this stuff is percolating in the background and we're just like oblivious, swimming by, not noticing it, but it's all happening. All what are you going to do about it?
4: Take the black belt.
0: <laughs> yeah, clearly take the, take the, uh, uh re- read the Wikipedia entry bill and then, uh, get excited about finding, following the links through.
1: I was waiting for you to make a connection between veganism and cults and body sculpting and bring that back somehow to, uh, the midwitch
0: cuckoos. Well, I think, I think that it's there. Um, one of the things that uh, happens in the uh, terrible 1995 movie, um, mm-hmm. we get a, a actor named Michael uh Pare, P-A-R-E. I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name. He's some actor, and he's killed off almost right away, right? His wife is left to deal with the baby that is not his, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but before he dies, uh, they're in the car and they play this little game where he says, I'm driving, so don't distract me, otherwise I'll crash um because she's trying to snatch the cigarette out of his mouth right and and uh-huh. she says to uh, oh, he yeah. says to her i'll quit smoking when <laughs> when you decide to get pregnant i thought that was really funny cuz oh. he's decide to right um and then what happens um he goes to get some propane or something no it was pro- it was helium for some balloons or something right and uh he's driving while the rays come or whatever and uh he crashes his car and becomes a big smoking pile of smoke. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: so he broke his word. <laughs> there is a connection between um what you put in your body, right? Sanitation and and think of and just I think that it's so interesting Trish that this book is about females feeling like what males could feel like when their wife gets pregnant. This never happens in real life, right? There isn't some guy running around with a thermo injector that's sticking alien organisms into your body. Generally, I mean, I guess it happens in, <laughs> in some
4: uh, I, 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 voluntarily. I'm thinking of the movie Prometheus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Again, it's very um science fictiony, but um I think I think it, it does this book does things because he's he's got a super simple premise. It's just, what if, what if we could be cuckolded? What if we can be cuckooed?
4: As a species, cuckolded as a species.
0: Yes. And, uh, the woman's instinct is played upon and the man's instinct is, um, manipulated. But I, I think it was you, um, Misa, I think you mentioned this when she goes to, when one of the women goes to give the speech to the whole town. And she gives the speech, and they said, oh, you did wonderfully. And what does she say? I feel like I've done something wrong. Right? Uh, By telling mm -hmm. them to keep their babies, that we're all going to get through this together. Or whatever. I'm pregnant, too.
3: She does say that, but I didn't say it.
0: Oh, somebody said it. Say it either. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It was injected into my brain. Maybe it's the point
1: that you meant to make, Jesse, and never did. I don't
0: don't know. Now it's made. (laughs) Yeah, well,
1: I was talking about um, Mrs. Her, what's her name? Um, Angela, the wife of the scientist, yeah. mm. uh, and the speech that she gave. But I didn't talk about that point.
0: Oh well, yeah. Maybe I thought I thought it up earlier. I don't know, but okay. it, it is it is a um, it's a very well written book, very thoughtful, very injected, full of ideas from a very simple premise. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you read it. Yeah. It's yeah, good. I like too. it. I don't. I don't feel like I want to read Triffids, but I do feel like I want to read other, other Windhams. Perhaps some of those weird science fiction pulpy Shirt ones. stories. Yeah, have <laughs> I'd like to version. read those. I think so. Right. Yeah. yeah. He has a. I. I felt a lot like reading Arthur C. Clarke. Like the prose is similar, very cozy, literate. Uh, obviously, a lot more cozy with. Um, with Wyndham, but yeah, I, I think I, it is easily compared, there is something different about the British, especially the mid fifties English, um, science fiction compared to the U.S. I S I don't know what it is exactly, but there's something different about it. Even Aldous, who I'm not a big fan of as a writer and he's not fifties either. He's seventies. I think mm-hmm. whatever good show. Thank you.
3: Hey, in, in, the, in the village, I just want to ask, mm-hmm. in Village of the Damned, who mm-hmm. do you think are, are, are the damned?
0: Uh, so I think that's a terrible title.
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um,
3: I think it's a terrible title, too. I think
0: the problem yes. is, is, I was saying at the beginning, so maybe before the show or something, how damned shows up a lot. Um, and it's sort of a British way that you can get away with swearing in the title. Like, you could have a movie called Fuck This Movie, and it wouldn't get on HBO or whatever, right? <laughs> uh Because it's just too rude, whereas Damned is biblical, so you can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Um But if you think about it, the title, Midwitch Cuckoos, is not a good movie title. Because you have to no. know what Midwitch is, and you have to know what a cuckoo is. And so Midwitch Cuckoo sounds like a, a movie that's going to flop. Whereas, I mean,
1: it could be a children's movie
0: about little birdies. Indeed, and you don't want to take <laughs> you don't want to take your sweetie to see that unless you're, you know. Hey, come on, kids! Let's watch the it. Rich
1: cuckoos.
2: That's
0: right. But uh, I think, obviously, the British book industry is different, or was different than than the movie industry. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. What's your answer, Misa?
3: I, I I didn't know. I, I I thought it could be either way
0: children of the damned Either is even more confusing. I mean, uh maybe uh maybe we're all the damned, you know. In a certain sense, we're damned to live on the earth. I know that sounds very black pill, but <laughs> it's not <laughs> well, no, re- it's not really. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not cynical about it, I'm just realistic and thinking about like uh it was like that cartoon I sent you, Misa. You remember? No. <laughs> Uh, we, uh some uh, uh, a podcast listener sent that to me and obviously not the same one i don't think i sent it to you and paul um i worry about what i sent to paul and i i you i should don't not
4: worry about what you send to me you oh should
0: well, worry about well that. yeah but you feel like you need to respond with words whereas like my soul just put thumbs up or love or something right i'm like well you know i didn't need your take on this paul i I don't need you to write an essay or and not that you do (laughs) but um it's two dinosaurs look i'll just explain the cartoon it's i think from existential comics two dinosaurs are looking at a fireball coming out of the spy Uh, out of the sky sky Uh, one of them says to the other one what do you think what do you suppose that is steve And the other dinosaur says, it looks like an asteroid coming to end life as we know it, Arthur. And then Steve says, nice. (laughs) And and Arthur says, what do you mean nice? Uh, And Steve says, well, it's obvious that life causes more suffering than happiness. So it's best to end all life (laughs) once and for all. If that were true, wouldn't everyone kill themselves voluntarily? Steve says, no, because not only are we uh, born to suffer, we are born to be cowards and cling to life. <laughs> but, but even so, shouldn't we respect the choice to live? Choice? What choice? We lack the cru- crucial choice. The choice to have never been born at all. Either way, it looks like it's time to say goodbye, Steve. And thank you for the stimulating conversation. And then the fireball hits the earth.
1: Jesse, did you take two black pills?
0: Uh, oh, it's not finished. Hang on. Uh, and okay. then and the dinosaurs look at the explosion and there's f- smoke in the sky, but they're not dead. And uh, Steve says, hey, we aren't dead. What gives? Arthur's, uh, oh, whatever. The other dinosaur says, actually, Arthur, the impact itself isn't enough to destroy life, but it discharged enough soot into the atmosphere to radically alter the climate so that extinction event will take place slowly over the next several hundred thousand years. God damn it, Steve! <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> oh well, oh well. Want to get some lunch? Sure. <laughs> See, that's much more like what I I would think is funny, and yeah, and, because it's true, right? Hmm. <sighs> so there. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 well, what what would you have made podcast. if I would sent that to you, Paul? Would you would you have worried? No. Oh, okay. Good. I would say, well, that's dark. <laughs> no, but uh, is it dark I mean, though it <laughs> or is it just a reflection of the uh, reality that we have
4: that there's nothing necessarily mutually exclusive in the minds of everyone
0: so no indeed
3: um, were those are those I think that's from the dinosaur yeah. comics isn't it uh, It's is
0: philis- it? Uh, philosophical existential comics um, I don't remember I should have just sent you the link but I didn't um, I was on my phone or whatever. Um, it's it's like a webcomic.
4: right? Right. I should
0: probably know oh, okay. the name of it, but I don't. I think it's Existential Comics or something.
4: Well, I have something even darker. if Okay, we finish the podcast.
0: Ish. What? Yeah, it's called Existential go, Comics.
4: It, it's I can't remember the name of the movie. It was a movie about this guy. Finds out he can time travel, and mm-hmm. he time travels, and he keeps screwing up his life more and more, and screws up the life of the woman he loves. So you know, how, so the regular movie,
0: yeah, I think you'd mention the, this in a DM. Yeah. Sounds I, really I familiar. Mention,
4: so, so, so the re, so the regular movie ends w- w- with him changing, so the woman never meets him, and so she has a great life. The unedited director's cut version, he goes back in time to his to the womb, and he kills himself. Whoa! Yeah, the, 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 that I, when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my God!" What am I? <laughs> he strangles he strangles himself in the womb with the umbilical cord. It's like,
0: <laughs> How wow! It, how's he ah. get in there exactly? <laughs> What's that? How does he get in there? Like a second baby, yeah, or yeah, because
4: he can because he can? No, he time travels basically into oh, his so own he has body. So his own intellect was, like, inside his baby brain into him. So right, right.
0: quantum yeah. leap, quantum leap, uh, yeah, suicide. It, it, yeah,
4: it's a yeah. Yeah, right. it, it's like, oh, my God, what did I just watch?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, what, what was the name of that movie?
4: I can't remember it often. I'd have to Google it. You can I'll allow it on Trish's computer.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I'm, I'm not in front of the keyboard. <laughs> Trish, can you give him a hand there? <laughs> yeah, so it's Existential Comics, a philosophy comic about the inevitable no. anguish of living a brief life in an absurd world. Also jokes.
3: That's pretty cool. I like it.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the
4: butterfly uh, effect.
0: Butterfly? Wait, I think the I've seen that. The butterfly effect. Um, yeah, I think I've seen that. It's old, not a recent movie, right? No. Two thousand four. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that. It's good. I don't remember him offing himself uh, in the because, womb
4: because it's, because it's only in the
0: director's oh. cut
4: version, not the regular one, that he uh-huh. does that. Uh-huh. In, the, in the regular one, he just changes to his. So the girl never meets him, so she has a good life. In the extended director's cut version, he offs himself.
0: Yeah, it stars um, the guy who used to be the wife of, I mean, the husband of um, Demi Moore. Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kutcher.
1: Uh, Did you ever see the TV show Journeyman?
0: Uh, that yeah. got cancelled real fast, didn't it? It's a time show. It lasted show.
1: one season and yeah. I really, really liked the series finale.
0: Probably a Fox show if it got cancelled after one season, right? Back then.
1: Probably.
0: <laughs> um did you guys hear I, I think we're pretty much done now. Um yeah, we're done. that yeah. they're trying to reboot Fire uh Firefly? yes yeah, I, I heard that. hear that yeah. with the same yeah.
4: actors
1: i mean for that matter they say they're trying to reboot stargate and
4: they're also trying to reboot babylon 5 but so, they're yeah. having a lot more
0: success with those shitty reboots than they used to right they would always you know how long did it take star trek to get a reboot like decades right almost a whole <laughs> a- decade uh
1: let's literally see. A, more 60, than a decade 66 to 69, 69
4: 69 to
0: 78 it was the
1: movie when i went to college so 80 was the tv show wait no 80
0: movie unless you're talking about the no. cartoon
4: no 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 the cartoons was in the 70s next generation was 89 yeah so.
0: 89, 89. 89 yeah it was it was the 80s didn't yeah. you see wesley's shirt <laughs> it was definitely his haircut. Was definitely yeah. So,
4: so it's like twenty years. So true.
0: between true. two. <laughs> um, Are they had the movie. Just
4: Google. Just googling to, to
0: keep me up. Keep me honest. Journeyman was uh, on TV series 87. in two thousand seven. Eighty
4: seven. Okay, I was wrong. Okay. Listen.
1: So I
0: was example, in
4: college,
1: right? but
0: not when I started okay. college. Okay. Eighty seven. It's on NBC. Hmm. I'm dating myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe
1: Jesse will cut it out. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Cut. Who's cat?
0: I'll, I'll, I'll cut things in, make you say stuff you didn't say.
4: <laughs> <laughs> don't do, don't do not that, really.
0: Sure. not really. We're
4: going to go for black pill to ultraviolet pill. <laughs>
0: uh, how is there a list of the pills? I, uh, I
4: don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, when we'll I typed in black it pill, it, it
0: didn't come up right away, but I did find it I'm on making, Urban you know, Dictionary.
4: I'm, I'm making stuff up
0: now. No, I'm sure there is one. Ultraviolet pill. Because this is what people do instead of um, have decent left. oh my
4: god jesse <laughs> did you actually google black pill i, I did how would why? you know without googling I, had I no, it, it is even worse than i thought it was
0: why what's it say because uh, uh, i, I first, tweeted it
1: the first definition that comes up is talking about incels
0: uh no um, that's uh, it no i think that was combined there was like some guy who they were calling an incel and a black pill or something <laughs> like that
1: Wikipedia refers to the Black Pill ideology, a fatalist set of beliefs.
0: Right, F- fatalism now, is. They are
1: back to incels again.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. What? Wow.
1: And here I thought we were just having a fun conversation about nihilism.
4: <laughs> yeah. No, we 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 up into a, a toxic. Swap of the internet. (laughs) If I'm going to go visit a swap, it's going to be swaps. The one one I got
0: was the black (laughs) pill is basically the ultimate and hardest to swallow red pill. It is about realizing nothing matters and then there's nothing you can do that will change anything. It depraves you of all positive thought and makes you want to get some sort of – depraves you, yeah? Some sort of meaning out of this limited time we have. Basically, extreme nihilism. That's why it's not called a red pill since beyond that – uh, it's not finished. John took the black pill recently. He is depressed since that. T- tell him just to take the blue pill then. Impossible. Once you go back black, you can't go back. So, like, these are, like, sort of comedic. Dear God.
2: Sort Dear God. Of, everything on Urban oh, my Dictionary
0: God. is like that, right? But the, there is truth often in these things. Like, uh, if you look up Kevin on Urban Dictionary, it's like some loser who, you know, and then they're talking about a very specific person. But they catch on like that, right? The blue pill implies the existence of the red pill, and the red pill implies the existence of... what? Like, it is a kind of narrative um, uh, process of mm-hmm. creation. So uh, there is probably an ultraviolet pill, if, even if it's not very... Um, <laughs> I was going to say revealing. <laughs> uh, very popular. Um, but uh, the white pill is like... Like the, I think the blue pill really, right? It's supposed to hide you from reality.
4: I just made up Ultraviolet pill.
0: Yeah, but I'm, I'm betting that it exists. Somebody's talked about it somewhere. It's finding <laughs> it is the hard part. It's okay. It's okay. It's all right. So it's, it's all all right. Mm-hmm. What's going on with Miceville? I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh... And you're not like super active on Twitter. So I don't no. know. When I saw Trish go for a walk. I know Paul was going to DC, but I didn't know he was gonna show up for the show.
4: <laughs> it was it, 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 it we, we we came up with this like yesterday's like Trish oh. said I'm on go. the I'm on the Mid-Mitch Cuckoo show tomorrow. We could record together. I, I thought, well, okay, let's do that. Why not? So yeah. so so basically and, and you had given me the audiobooks so I was actually like, started listening to the audio So you you helped inadvertently facilitate it, and yeah, just suggested it. So I thought it'd be a nice surprise. It doesn't
0: seem very black pillish of me, does it?
4: Or black pillish of me either.
0: I don't know. I don't know what like. What would you do if you if you took the black pill? Just like I assume you would like go to Las Vegas and spend all your money trying to get high or something.
4: No, no, no but the black pill, you. are you're not sexually adequate. You're a terrible person. Why
2: like, hey, are you adding these things? I'm not. <laughs> black
4: pill. Black pill stuff. The incels talk about sexual selection and Darwinianism. There's some really dark stuff here. Oh, no, so maybe what? maybe it's a lot more related
0: to this book than I thought. The, I mean, oh, there it is. Black pill ideology. There we go.
4: Yeah, yeah. So, so it's more than just nihilism, it's, it's, it's a whole toxic masculinity crap. Wow.
0: Oh, yeah, speaking it, of it which. You heard of
4: it just now.
0: I had a really nice tweet, um, earlier today. <laughs> you
2: yeah, a really nice tweet.
0: Oh, really nice. Very matching. Um, what I found on my desktop was an old issue. I think it was Blue Book, which at the time was trying to market itself as a man's magazine. And, um, I found the old, uh, pictures that went with it. And it's an article basically saying <laughs> women, are inferior not like they're saying that they're superior oh yeah here it is it's a cover uh of blue book uh from the 50s it looks like and it says the natural inferiority of women and somebody says <laughs> uh somebody says oh, wait i thought that was a fake cover and i'm like nope <laughs> here's the link to the article and if you start reading it like whoever wrote this it's like oh there it is march 1954 and if you oh, read you, what he wrote, it, it, it even has this line from the book, right? Hitler's big lie. <laughs> like – and it's talking about uh, like how if you have a lot of uh, kitchen appliances, that's that's a sign that you succumbed to women being uh, superior to men. I'm like, hmm, <laughs> maybe yeah, I don't have to
4: mm-hmm. – You originally tweeted this in August and just retweeted it
0: now. Yeah, I retweeted it with a cover though. I didn't have the cover in this thread. For all men, blue book. Adventures in fact
4: and fiction.
0: That's a good magazine. You know, it's
4: crazy,
3: Paul. Every time you talk, I see Trisha's picture. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> <really hard. laughs> I'm sorry. I'm
4: sorry. You must be confusing.
0: It's the hive mind there.
4: <laughs> no, because we're <laughs> different gender <laughs> <reasons>. Hybrid <laughs> mind. <laughs> oh, God, no.
0: It doesn't really make sense to even, like, one of the things that bugged me in the book was was them talking about um, the possibility of parthenogenesis. It, as soon as you got a male, you can't have parthenogenesis. Right? It's only a clone of the mom. It can't be, like, that's why Jesus is not parthenogeni- mm-hmm. uh, parthenogeni- parthenogenized, unless you're saying Jesus was secretly, secretly right. a, a chick, right? And I don't think anybody's arguing that
4: generally. Although it doesn't work with humans, there are actually some species that they can actually basically hack a Y chromosome out of an X chromosome.
0: Oh, really? They create males. Yeah, some well, frogs. Really? Oh, frogs. It, it, oh, it, you it, know. But see, that's it, 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 yeah. I they,
4: mean, I mean, it's a very specialized set of uh, species that can do this. And they only do it when they're under real weird um,
0: genetic pressures. Yeah, turtles. So. Turtles are genetically determined by their temperature, right? That's why the ones at the bottom of the leg egg laying pile. Uh, on the beach are males, and the ones in on the top are female. And it's almost like, um, um, you know, this is the other thing. I, I, I probably told you guys this story before. I took a um, women's studies course because it, it was about science fiction. And I'm like, I take everything that's interesting, right? So I signed up for that. And um, I got into a really heated debate with the class. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, this is you bullshit. Again. This is <laughs> this is correct, right? Because I read a lot of science fiction, so I knew stuff, right? And um, the teacher had to set "Calm down, Jesse's right about this one thing." <laughs> and it was like, um, you can't like clone. Um, <laughs> it was like, uh, oh, you could, you could. So they were saying like, uh, clones is so we don't have to have women. I'm like, no, you could just se- sexually select by using a what is it called a a little spinner thing that separates centrifuge centrifuge that thingy. So, um, you can like m- make all the X's go to the bottom or I guess the X's. Would make all go- the X's go- yeah. And all the Y's would go to the oh. top, right. In the sperm. And then you can, you know, sexual select for your babies. And, and then uh, the other thing they, uh, the class got, I don't know. I'm saying the class, it was a couple of other students in the class. Um, they got mad about was they were saying why cloning was so bad and i'm like don't worry about cloning if you ever had like a big clone army they would all just die from the first flu that killed one of them right and they're like like trust me on this. and teachers like yeah yeah jesse's right on this one too shut up (laughs) 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 it's because if you read a lot of science fiction it teaches you stuff right
4: Mono, mono, yes. Monocultures are vulnerable to, uh, mm-hmm. to diseases. I mean, they sure
0: are. That's the reason Clone Wars is in the first Star Wars movie is not because uh, George <laughs> Lucas thought uh, it would be uh, useful later. It was just backstory, and then of course, yeah, it was just a, they mined the yeah. fuck out of it, and it doesn't make any sense. But whatevs, whatevs. We got a good book out of this one, I think. Old we did. profitable books you've heard about from the fifties are probably a good way to go. I'm looking for more old books from the fifties that I haven't read that are good. They seem to have uh, tapped into something in the in the fifties.
3: Why don't we do that Twilight Zone one? The Bixby. Good luck.
0: Yeah. Uh, it is public domain, but it's it, it's really short. Um.
3: Oh, is it? And it's not that well read. Why do you do it then for short and deep?
0: Uh, I think it's it's like 40 minutes, but I can find that out. Um, I was thinking about it. He's actually not that great a writer, but he's a really good idea guy. Jerome Mm. Bixby. Um, It's a good life. LibriVox. I know I've heard it before. No, that's a good old world. That's a different one. LibriVox. Good life. Bixby.
1: Um, oh, it's on my audible. ears are hurting, so I'm about ready to drop out. All right, uh, but it's been a really good discussion. Thank you for shifting around things. For it's
0: me. Uh, no worries. It's 50 minutes long, Misa. It's o- oh, it's okay. overly long. The episode's better. There's some things that are like um, you don't really need to co- like. It, it's okay. It's an okay listen, but basically, the Twilight Zone did it better.
3: Right. Okay.
0: And it's not really worth 50 minutes of your time because you already know the story.
1: I do.
0: Yeah. But it's, it's on Audible and also um, it's public domain. Yep.
4: You want to them? Yeah, have a good night, guys.
0: Thank you. Okay. A, good, good luck, kind Paul. Of here.
4: Thank you.
0: Have some Enjoy fun your time together,
3: you two. Mm-hmm. Thanks.
4: Yep, tomorrow we're going to go to the Smithsonian. Nice. Know, should be nice. Take pictures, yeah. Paul. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those. I did bring my camera.
0: <laughs> Not just landscapes either. I want to see some of those dinos. Yeah, we'll see some aircraft. Mice will not
3: be happy with me if there's no dinosaurs. I always (laughs) want to see the dinosaurs. There will be dinosaurs. There will be dinosaurs. Only black pill dinosaurs,
0: please. (laughs) (laughs) The
3: dinosaurs (laughs) all took the black pill. Good night. Good night. night.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Good night. Goodbye. Bye bye. Bye. It's off to bed, Mice. It's past your bedtime.
3: It is off to bed for me. It's like 10 p.m. Um, so I'll see you in a couple of weeks, though. Sounds right.
0: This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward hello hi trish Uh, trish is having some problem with her mic earlier she sounded like (laughs) a like a chipmunk on helium and now she has no voice at all yeah
3: oh that's worse
0: maybe she's operating at a a faster time speed maybe she
3: is like like we've seen that so many times in star trek haven't we
0: that's an episode, yeah. A wink of an eye, I believe it's called.
3: Wink of an eye, right? And
0: t-
1: you hear me now? T- tweak yep, of the
0: we Can ear. hear you. Yep.
1: Oh, you can hear me now.
0: Yep. Can
1: hear now. Hi, Trish. Hello. So sorry to the yelling at the it's microphone. Right. I was trying to yell up to my sister, but uh... right. um, so
0: sound is decent. It's Not- okay. Um, uh, you uh, why don't you blow on it and see if? Uh... Yeah, they- that's the right know. one. Yeah. It's working now. It. Yep. Put
1: your lips together and... I just, no. I just fiddled with the wires a little oh. bit. <laughs>
0: okay, good. Is the volume good?
1: Because I can do volume tweaking. No, so.
0: volume's good.
1: It's good for me. And it's good for Jesse, he says. Oh, he I can... got
0: Mice's video, which is just showing me a black, big empty blackness. You got
1: video?
0: Yeah, but it's just a <laughs> big empty blackness, so you can... There you go.
1: Thank you. So he hears you as La-
3: well. I-, I thought the video wasn't hey, working you. on this uh, machine. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> <Bye. laughs>
0: Hello. It, it was definitely not working well. But okay. <laughs> it was that was now giving it's me gone. Yeah, now it's darkness.
2: darkness. Maybe was seeing,
0: heart. yeah, I was seeing into your soul. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: yeah, Jesse, yeah, I know. We'll go right to the same place immediately. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the darkness of your soul.
3: <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Speaking of which, um,
1: do you want me to introduce? okay <laughs> hello hello you can still hear me right
0: yeah Somebody, yes, you were right. saying something about an introduction
1: yeah i was okay. um so we have a special guest star tonight that you were not expecting Okay. Um, paul is on this call hi
0: <laughs> oh paul are you in dc
1: from world cod yes
0: <laughs> i i saw you you had landed or something
3: Yes, I had landed. Uh, are you two together right now? We
1: are in the, same, in room? the same room. Same yeah. room. How does yes. this happen?
0: On the same microphone.
1: What? On the yes. same microphone. But uh, we're using a splitter for th- our earphones.
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure that's uh, sterile.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse, you'll be happy to know the first thing we did once we got out of the airport was we each took a COVID test. Oh. Wow.
0: Okay, and yep. how, how did how did it come out?
4: It came out <laughs> neither neither was that COVID.
0: Oh, I, I figured you had the same variant, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wow,
4: that's
3: really exciting! And <laughs> this is the first doubtless. time
4: I met
0: Trish in the flesh. Yes. <laughs> yep.
4: I'm staying here a couple days before oh, I nice. stay at at the hotel.
0: Uh, I you didn't stay at Trish's place? Yeah, I didn't realize yes. Trish was that close to DC.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, a, a,
3: about
0: half an hour from oh, the okay. national
3: port. Oh wow! Are are you guys going to go look at dinosaurs? Because that's what I did. That's what Paul and I did when he was in Toronto.
1: Um, we're going to try for the natural, natural history, history museum. museum. Yeah,
4: yes, that's right. Yes, that's right. We 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 went to a Toronto museum together and looked at dinosaurs and other fun. <laughs> when things. do I get uh-huh. to go to a museum? Um, what, well, if you fly <laughs> to a city that. That that I'm in museum. Jesse. That could happen. Or... I, could,
0: I could take you. I could take you to the Museum of Anthropology if you ever come out here.
4: I, I do. That sounds exciting. That sounds, that sounds That's fun. Good. This way, I continue to collect people
0: going to museums with me. Mm-hmm.
4: That's interesting. Um, by
1: the way, Jesse. Uh, once again, I'm using a computer that I have not installed any audio programs on yet. So uh, I'll, you know, uh, I, I think we'll I be all right.
0: We're... I've been very lucky of late. <laughs> um, I just got to make sure I set it. Uh, I've got a separate screen for it now, so uh, I'll just make sure I set it properly. And well, we're supposed to get Evan too. You, Paul, you didn't read your uh, your homework, did you? I did. I I didn't read the extra stuff, but I read the midterms. Oh, oh, you're gonna be on the show. Wow. Okay. <laughs> well, I wasn't gonna come here just to tease you. know, I, I didn't. I didn't. I, did I even send it to you? Because I
3: what extra yes, stuff? Did. Wait a minute. Oh, okay. What extra stuff are you talking about?
0: Oh uh, the movies and the oh, audio drama. You I think
3: read the yeah. movies. Well, We absorb them.
1: Yeah, yeah. I didn't do it. any of the
4: homework, but I have the. Save I completed it. the book. So
0: all right.
1: I call the book homework.
0: It's definitely it's all homework. I, was thinking homework. All I think thinking homework is extra, extra all credit. Homework. Yeah. You
4: didn't do
1: the extra credit. <laughs>
4: yeah. I didn't do the extra credit. I,
0: I mean you will be graded, but not by me.
4: Oh, Paul. You're, you're Ow. Yeah. I'm in for it now. Wow.
0: Uh I I don't know where Evan is yet, so we'll give him a minute. Um and while we'll we we do, what time
4: is it for Evan then?
0: It's, it's gonna morning, be yeah? it's be midnight, yeah. It's like eight hours mm-hmm. later. Um oh. It's, uh, it's, it's a bit tricky coordinating, uh, the planet. <laughs> I, yeah. Is,
1: I'm sorry. You had to switch things around. But, no, um,
0: no. It's, uh, I, I mean, uh, I, 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 I'm glad we got Paul. I didn't expect, didn't, I had no, I thought like you were going to have a squeaky voice <laughs> on the <that> show <laughs> because I was practicing mine, uh,
2: based <laughs> on the children. <laughs> save, it for the podcast. save it save it, save it
4: for the
0: podcast. i was Thanks talking about i uh, a chipmunk uh, now <laughs> that's right i was basically i was i was talking about another kind of children the children of the night um, that's um and i i went searching for um damned just to see uh how many times i I used it and uh, I found a book I really think we should do. It's available on LibriVox. Um, it's a semi autobiographical novel about a young writer's dreamy childhood in a rural place, which I won't mention yet. Uh, undoubtedly, blank's most important and moving work. Um, the hero is damned either through contact with the erotically pagan other world or through. <coughs> Something degenerate in his own nature, which he thinks of as a faun, F-A-U-N. And uh, he becomes a writer when he moves to London. He becomes trapped by increasing reality of the dark imaginings of this creature within him, which become increasingly real. Blank drew copiously on his own early years in, in Blank and in London. And... The book of a, of a, as a whole is an exploration through the imagination of a potential fate which he personally avoided. One of the wow. first explorations in fiction of the figure of the doomed artist, who is biographically so much a part of the decadent eighteen nineties. Um, and then, final quote: an epic of the sensitive mind, the hill of dreams, in which the youthful hero responds to the magic of the ancient Welsh environment, which. Uh, is the author's own and lives a dream life in the Roman city of Isca Silerum. Uh, that's H.P. Lovecraft. And the author is Arthur Mackin.
4: I, I, was wondering if it was Arthur, Arthur Mackin. It yeah. sounded like uh, Anytime Arthur you
0: mention a fawn, <laughs> you gotta think. Yeah, it's Arthur Mackin. Um,
4: I, and, I think fondly of him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, seven hours. It's on LibriVox. Um, that's why I can never take a vacation, Paul
4: um
1: you could if you chose to. you could you, if you
0: chose to jesse that'd but, be like oh, the other hand, here, here, you, here could, talk, on you could stop taking heroin if you didn't want to take heroin jesse <laughs> <laughs> here,
4: here i am on vacation and and guest po- returning onto the podcast unexpectedly so there you go uh, yeah uh, yeah you're, you're, guess,
3: you're guessing on vacation
4: i'm guessing on
3: vacation
0: <laughs> and uh here's some more pre-chat
4: you're cooking over there paul
0: Cuckooing. I'm um,
4: what? I'm cuckooing. cuckooing. Save yes. it. <laughs> Save it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks for
0: the podcast. <laughs> All right. This one's. This one's for Paul. This is pre-chat material for Paul. I was. I was like, um, who is this person? Because I, I get this every once in a while. People saying stuff like this. I mean, I'm like, I don't think. I don't think you know me. <laughs> you guys see this in the chat? Uh,
4: um. I yeah. Let's see if this computer up. actually opened it up.
0: It'll take a second.
4: Um Is it weird that I find this in. Darker and more black
0: pill
2: every
4: episode. <laughs> His love no. for socialism? What the? I wow.
0: mean, I can kind of see the love of socialism if you're not f- familiar with I'm it, but.
1: It. um, I mean, you provide a platform for socialists. Black
0: <laughs> pill. I mean, I live, you know, in a socialist country compared to you guys. Wow. I guess. I mean, Uh, Misa and I both do. It's not very socialist, but it's more socialist.
3: Uh Uh-huh. And it's more of a socialist
0: province than it is a country, really. And even there, Uh they're really bad at it. Yeah. Yeah. Wait a
1: second. You think that values are an expression of emergent genetics? I
0: think I sort of misworded that backwards. It's sort of the other (laughs) way around, right? So the values are emergent property of genetics yeah absolutely i mean i don't want to get too deep into that because it's kind of the podcast as well but yeah i mean it's not given to us by god right
1: yeah i haven't been on twitter all day so this is new to me mm. black
0: yeah wow. so i had to look that up I'm uh, uh, like i i had heard of it but you know
4: i've never twitter heard talk. of black pill
0: uh, when I did, I saw there was a white pill too, and I'm like, "What's that?" I've
3: never heard of a black pill either. But you know the red um, pill
0: and the blue pill, right? Yeah, like, you I know, know
3: the, the red pill, pill the and blue the blue pill. pill. Yeah. yeah,
0: but I don't know which one is which. <laughs> like I know they're from the Matrix, but I
3: get confused too. I have to they, they they
4: they, yeah. they are from the Matrix. These people who enjoy these things say the red, the red, the red pill is the is your wake is, up. You wake up to the real reality. That mm-hmm. you know the real reality that. Uh, Men so, men and women yeah, I think the person kids. here
0: is operating like um on uh they're, they're like so when uh, you know someone says to me, hey uh, Jesse, you're a socialist. I'm like, I mean, kind of <laughs> like I vote for the theoretically socialist party. I always have, right? I've done volunteered work for them. My mom is right now getting an award from that socialist party that's not very socialist. Um, <laughs> yes, so.
4: By comparison to the United States, you you're yeah, it's you're more a raging socialist.
0: I, I, I raging. think that that's I think that's right. Except I'm not really raging. I'm more like, come on guys, pull up your pants. It's getting embarrassing now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but other than that, you know, that, I, I, I think I think we've been doing a lot of books that are like um, e- we economics we, books. Which, well, yeah, you
3: know, the economics whole.
0: Yeah, there's the a whole thread of those, right?
4: That that book, the book with the alternate USSR mm-hmm. history. No, so we, we've done we've done a oh, bunch yeah. of books lately, like.
0: But it's not just it's not like uh, a sudden shift in direction. I'm like, what? Well, I've I've been going uh, uh, the same well, way well, since I, 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 high school.
4: No, but I, I I think since it's not a shift in direction. I think. Those recent books, as composed, to, <coughs> as opposed to say the good old nutty nuggets of science fiction, like say, Larry like, say Arthur C. Clarke or Larry Livin or Robert Heinlein, it looks like you're turning you're turning uh,
0: into one of those liberals. No, not liberal. No, there's uh, there's no liberal. mention. It's social.
4: L-I-B- yeah. you got same difference, but it, I, think, I, think well, no, I think no, no, they're
0: different. not the same, Paul, because you're a liberal <laughs> but, and I'm it, not.
4: It, it, well, well. It, it, <laughs> Uh, liberal to to these right wing uh these uh, right wing Renegade nugget guys
0: I did I did spot some so when I was saying I did a search for the damned uh one yeah. of them came up and it was a it is a twitter follower uh who, following you uh no no not this per, uh, whoever langston industry is I don't know who that is uh, but it, you know it's possible uh, they follow me on twitter but this other person I I did a search of the word damned cuz I'm just thinking you know it's an interesting word. British use it a lot. There's a 1962 movie called The Damned. Um, and then guy says, uh, this is 2019. You really need to get off the socialist propaganda train. You've, you've read enough dystopian sci-fi to know it ends in death. I'm like, what? <laughs>
1: no, that's not the definition of huh? dystopian.
0: Yeah. But even so, like it, it usually is not like, You read, you read a lot of dystopian SF. It's not socialism, right?
4: Um, to a a certain stratum of, I think it's conflating. Yeah. That, yeah, that the only tyranny is socialist tyranny.
0: (laughs) But I think, (laughs) I think like these words. And so, like, one of the things this person said was, um, uh, drinking the Kool Aid. And then this other one, the one today, um, or the one I saw today here, um, Black pill, like, um, those f- phrases, right? If you use them a lot, I think it like, it's like a shorthand for processing. So he's one of those capital L liberals, like you were saying, Paul, right? Yeah. Um, and, and so like thinking of, of, I think those, those sort of things, like hashtags, I really like hashtags, but I only use them like ironically, except for one thing that I thought would be smart a long time ago and was really stupid, but I keep doing it, which is the hashtag public domain it does not have any effect. My uh, thought it
3: was hashtag <laughs> coffee cats.
0: <laughs> no, I don't hashtag those, but I do like hashtag leg cling. You know, like <laughs>
2: yes, you do <laughs> because those are funny, right?
0: <laughs> but uh, it, when when I see a whole bunch of hashtags, they're like they're like um shortcuts for like values or something like that. And so I think like it's, when it's, you have it's it's Blackfield, It's a virtual
4: signaling to, to signal to others like,
0: I'm with you. We're
4: with the people who hate
0: well, those liberals. Well, the, uh, but look at this. This So one of the things that's funny is I object to ra- star ratings. <laughs> I object mm-hmm. to them a lot. But this is a star rating. I don't object to the star rating of a five or a one or a three I object to just you star rating.
4: To you object being, being declared a black pillar.
0: No, I mean, I, 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 th- I, I had to look it up. So I, I would say, you know. So what do you object to then? Uh no, I object. No, what I'm saying is, I object to the star rating system. So oh, I okay. really that's like the I review. I like the review. I think that that's really interesting because uh, it it's it's feedback, right? It's like somebody says, "Hey, nice tie." And I say, I don't wear ties. <laughs> and they say, I know. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, I see what you're saying. Right. Like it's fee- feedback is in is, is kind of love, even when it's hate. And it's not that here. It's sort of a like, um, it's half and half. It's right in the, you know, three, three, three stars is what every book on Goodreads gets. <laughs> <laughs> So if it's three point eight, wow, they really liked it. If it's three point four, oh, too bad they hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't looked this book up, but I'm sure it's uh, on the closer to the three point nine end than the three point uh, whatever end. Let's see if I can get Evan back. I don't know. Did Do you have Evan? No, I, I tried to oh. ping him a couple of times. I think he said something about helping somebody move, uh, go to IKEA or something. But it sounded like, like he was going to be morning? here. Um. Yeah, maybe he was. Maybe he's yep. coming back from that, right? Mm. So uh, we can. Oh, yeah. No it says unavailable. So we can start whenever you guys are ready. Ready, ready for action. All right. Um,
2: ready. <laughs> it's
0: been a, it's been a while since we got mice on. Right. When was yes, the last time? It's been
3: a while. Uh, probably about a month ago or so. Oh, was really? That last Robert Heinlein
0: one. I oh, yeah. Okay, let me look. I know that I've added a bunch of stuff, and I'm interested in adding more stuff. But there's only so many days in the month. Universe, there's
4: only so many days in the of the
0: universe. Yeah, and there's one slot available between now and uh, February. So if people get excited about something, oh, you can put it in there. Um, next week is Venus Enslaved. Oh, no, that's uh, that's the other one, um, Planet Stories. Uh, Pre-person. you do two Planet Stories a week? No, 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 no. I've I i I've been – I think I'll be on – this will be my second. Oh, okay. No, I just uh, – but I will be doing two podcasts
4: no, you, next week. No, you've already – this will be like your third or fourth. No, no, I've
0: well,
4: only I, – I Because think, the one you were on – Maybe you're right. Was your second. You might be
0: right. You might be right. I've, none of them have come out yet, so it, it's all – Sort of unreal. I recorded a podcast with a guy last February. It still hasn't come out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just like, wow. it's a good thing they're not wow. timely, huh? <laughs> um, speaking of which, uh, just FYI, there is a TV show of, um, this book coming. Yeah. It's next coming year. out right next In- year. Yeah. I- Next, year. next year. for the podcast yeah all right um tunnel in the sky my so you're gonna be on twice in the course of uh three
4: weeks that's that, 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 that that's your that's your next book next weekend
0: no two weekends from now uh two weekends yeah, yeah the 26th boxing yeah. day oh oh
4: Day. and paul's paul's
0: already scheduled for it so don't don't okay worry. so
4: is
3: you should be but back, by, by, that, then. I'll
4: be back by, by then i'll be back by then i'll yeah, yeah. I, I leave uh, the twenty first, I believe, back for Monday. Likely Monday, to be yeah. in Monday, Minneapolis. Monday, might wait. be in the oh, United yeah, States. The Depends bar. on
0: if it breaks up or not. <laughs> What's so- that? <laughs> said, my definitely back in Minneapolis. We don't know what country he'll be in because right. it might break <laughs> up between now mm-hmm. and then. It'd mm-hmm. be no- North Middle Cal. I don't know. Yeah, I don't that
4: know. reminds me. That reminds me of a different book.
0: All right. Um, Caleb Williams or things as they are. This is uh, apparently Brian Alexander's favorite, uh, novel, <laughs> <Ooh>. but <By> William, <laughs> William Godwin. Um, that's, uh, Mary Shelley's dad. Oh. Um, and it's a uh, Gothic. So, uh,
3: when, it, how long is it?
0: Don't know. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that's a, we'll find see, out. Like,
3: <laughs> I know, Alexander's favorite book. That, just, that yeah, sentence prob- scares me. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> um, I, th- I think he had a t-shirt. Uh, 1794 <laughs> novel, and I believe it's on LibriVox, so I will just check the length on that. Uh, uh, things as they are. Solo narrator Bev J. Stevens. Sixteen hours. Oh, sorry. Seventeen wow. hours. Seventeen <laughs> yeah, hours.
4: That's going to be a commitment. Perfect sense.
0: Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, All right. That's... Then there's the blank on the ninth of uh, the I never noticed
4: that button on the website before, Trish. Oh, didn't you? No. no. What, the I schedule? Just, I just have to... it's yeah. Handy.
0: Yes, it's very I useful. didn't realize you, you have to come
4: the entire world like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's... it's not editable by the entire world, thankfully. No, but it's still. No. It is yeah, it's fine, nobody goes there except for us, um you could bra-
4: actually edit you could actually edit this and put me back on, no, it's you're me. on you're <laughs> on,
0: but no for the minute, oh oh pictures. yeah oh, okay
1: <laughs> no, I can't edit, I can't type in there, oh really? only, only jesse can I
0: didn't edit. know no, I didn't know that
4: uh, it also might be the 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 what what uh.
0: A computer so you don't have it's, to be signed in. Sisters, yeah. I
1: couldn't do it on the other computer. Oh really? Either. Well, oh. It's,
0: it's not that exciting. Well, I mean, I can do it, but probably we should do that after. All right. We, um,
4: should, we should actually do a podcast.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. The Brethren uh, by H. Ryder Haggard. Um We haven't got Will for that one yet, but I assume he's going to want to do that. Some sort of mm-hmm. knights novel, I think. <laughs> uh, Doom, Doom. That
4: came to Sarnath. that's
0: mm-hmm. all, that's going to conflict with that's gaming. Sarnath. Yeah. Well that's uh, uh we'll also be getting um I believe Jason Thompson who did the audio uh oh, my comic, Man, nice yeah, co- comic adaptation and then the busybody by donald Westlake
4: where am I already on that you're one you're
0: already on that one don't worry so' is no, Trish.
4: no 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 what day is July, is is uh, january thirtieth
0: Sunday, I would assume It's okay now. then okay, then put me on it obviously
3: right. me put him on it All
4: right,
0: he's on. <laughs> And then Al Murek, and I believe Will's already started the proof listing on that. Um, That's read by Connor. That's another Saturday. Yeah. Yep. We got to get you to move to a time zone where it's reasonable, Paul. (laughs) I don't know what that is.
1: You were able to make this Saturday.
0: Yeah, this
4: was an extra special bonus. (laughs) I mean, I mean, I mean, they were actually going to play a different game without me this Saturday, but I actually wound up getting canceled Hmm. because other people dropped out. Do you have a laptop?
0: that you would no. do that on? No, me neither.
4: No. So,
0: yeah. All right. Um, and then uh, we we're talking about doing the Sea Wolf in March. We'll see. Sea um, Wolf. Sea Wolf, Jack London. You Jack, in Jack London. London. Yeah. Oh, I'll put my myself there.
3: Just put yeah. me
1: there. <laughs> of
0: course. <laughs> I'm going to put you on a bo- boat in the North Pacific, okay? Do it. Uh, with a really I angry the- sea captain.
1: <laughs> I read that in high school my father had a thing uh one summer where he made my sister and me read a bunch of classics uh and we had to read 50 pages of whichever book it was and give a report on that and if we wanted to go ahead and finish the the book that was okay too.
0: Did you finish the
4: book?
1: I did. Yeah. Okay. I mean it's it's
0: Your dad is Wolf Larson apparently. His no. re- his real mean. <laughs> he says, "Get to work on his stack of books."
1: well he wasn't gonna have us just reading around sitting around reading whatever we wanted (laughs) no
0: no you gotta read the classic here's the canon (laughs) big stack yep nice hence your rebellious nature okay um i think oh i i can take what what is horror dance macabre off that list because we did it um and shakespeare's planet i would love to do uh uh, Cmac, Ooh. but I'm afraid of of everything after William Godwin. Jesus, I think <laughs> I think uh, it's Shakespeare's planet's not 17 hours or whatever, though. So. No, it's not. So, right. you
3: see, how come uh, Mar- uh, Marissa's not on Shakespeare's planet?
0: Uh, well, we haven't got a schedule, but I can put her
4: Yeah, I'll you know, come on, oh. not on Shakespeare's planet.
0: Well, I can put you on there. I can put uh, uh, Trish on for Seawolf, too, but it, it, it's not actually scheduled yet, right? It's no, just,
4: but but this way we don't lose people who might right. have interest.
0: All in, right. Trish, do you want to be on Seawolf while I'm in there? Sure. Okay.
4: Trish, all can,
0: right. Trish can then regale the
4: podcast listeners about nice, how to read uh, 50 <laughs> pages
0: of it. And and uh, see, that one's got Scott on it. And I, yeah, I th- oh, Scott's really hard to get now. So um, it might be
4: a Saturday morning, which is fine. I can
0: do that, yeah. But he's, he's, he said, talk to me in the spring. So, <laughs>
4: oh, so <laughs> <it laughs> might be spring before we get to get to go least, to continue. At least, yeah.
0: Fun. Whereas we could like do space viking at the drop of a hat. Um, and I'm uh, always ready for space, I'm always ready for space viking. I figured. space, space Viking. viking. By 18 yeah, 18 Piper. you already
1: down for
0: that. Yo, oh, I am. Oh, good, <laughs> good. I added cool. you, uh, Paul, and my. Oh no, it's Marissa. It's supposed to be on there. Marissa and uh, Paul. you
1: can take the people of the Black Circle. Off oh, the front
0: where's that? That lower list. Oh yeah, there. It is. Anthem. We did that one. You did that one. So yeah. we do. We do get some of them done. <laughs> <laughs> we do, we do it's hard because there's only so many days. And only so many weekends, so. All right, Um. Uh, I guess I'm ready to start. You guys ready?
1: All yes. right, let's do a podcast.